millions of people every day are reaping the health benefits of using cannabis oil also known as CBD. This new product derived from hemp has fascinated doctors and scientists around the world for its powerful effects on the human body. If you are in need of alternative methods for health empowerment, please visit www.naturalhempoil.com. That's naturalhempoil.com. CBD is now legal in over 40 states, and our products are non-psychoactive and contain less than 0.3% THC levels. We also offer products for household pets. Naturalhempoil.com does not claim to treat cancer, PTSD, epilepsy, anxiety, insomnia, joint pain, eczema, or any chronic condition that you may have been diagnosed with. Please consult with a doctor before you take CBD. Results may vary, so give our natural CBD a try at www.naturalhempoil.com. That's naturalhempoil.com. Visit naturalhempoil.com. That's naturalhempoil.com. When it comes to stubborn belly fat, we're all searching for a miracle pill. Generally, you have to use multiple products that target belly fat differently to manage excess weight around the stomach. Some products may focus on abdominal exercises or dietary changes, while others might focus on boosting metabolism or controlling cravings. But believe it or not, I may have found a solution that removes the need for juggling through multiple weight management products. It's called Belly Trim, and it's more effective at targeting belly fat, enhancing metabolism, and promoting a toned midsection better than most weight management products I've seen typically found on store shelves. Tens of thousands of five-star reviews back up the notion that Belly Trim is not only a breakthrough in a bottle, but that it also removes the need for us to use countless diet pills and fat-burning supplements. But there's more. If you place your order for Belly Trim now, you'll also receive 51% off free VIP live health and fitness coaching for life, two free new ebooks titled Top 10 Foods That Burn Belly Fat, and Top 10 Exercises to Reduce Belly Fat, a 60-day satisfaction guarantee, and last but not least, free shipping. Simply go to www.trimwithus.com. That's www.trimwithus.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. Once again, that's www.trimwithus.com. Order now. Energy bills are rising at a historic rate, and there's no end in sight. Talk to enough people, and you'll soon realize nearly everyone's shocked at their recent electricity bills. Some studies reveal energy costs have skyrocketed by as high as 60% in as little as two years. That's why tens of thousands are installing this magical little device from SavePowerBills.com to help slash their energy bills. This sophisticated gadget stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your appliances and electronics. Simply plug it into your home wall outlet to help lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills every month. Countless five-star reviews back up the notion that this device is one of the most efficient ways to save money while beating the greedy power companies. But there's more. If you order now, you'll also receive 65% off, fast shipping within the USA, hassle-free returns, and last but not least, a 60-day satisfaction guarantee. Just go to SavePowerBills.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. Once again, that's SavePowerBills.com. Violent crime across the U.S. has skyrocketed. Just recently, a politician was carjacked by three armed attackers outside his home in Washington, D.C. This comes several months after another politician was assaulted in the elevator of her building. Between mass shootings, kidnappings, burglaries, and carjackings, it's never been more vital to learn how to protect yourself. This is why tens of thousands are choosing the Fighter Flare Flashlight. The Fighter Flare Flashlight has awed people with a wonderful design and massive light output. On top of an ultra-bright 800-lumen light, it boasts powerful strobe lighting modes for self-defense, a glass breaking hammer, a built-in power bank, solar-powered recharging, rope cutter, siren, and much more. Countless five-star reviews back up the notion that this flashlight is the latest and greatest in the EDC market. But there's more. If you place your order for the Fighter Flare flashlight now, you'll also receive 66% off, free express shipping, and last but not least, a 100% lifetime guaranteed replacement. Simply go to www.fighterflare.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. 
www.fighterflare.com. Order now. Something wicked is coming this way, and only fools are ignoring the signs. So it's time you became a financial prepper like thousands of others. Gold can travel anywhere. It's international. It's its own currency. Allocate to gold now, the timeless safe haven asset. Open an IRA with noble gold investments to physically hold coins and bars and let real, tangible gold, not just paper, save your portfolio as the economy burns again. Right now, Noble Gold Investments offers a free 3-ounce silver American virtue coin with every qualified IRA. Just use the promo code code GOLD to claim your free coin and secure your family's financial future. Go to noblegoldinvestments.com now. noblegoldinvestments.com This performance may not be indicative of future results. Investing in precious metals, including gold, involves risks. Consult with your tax attorney or financial professional before making an investment decision. RPN is not responsible for the views, actions, statements, or opinions of its guests, advertisers, or even its viewers. The information contained in this program is not to be confused with medical or legal advice. An appearance on this platform is not necessarily an endorsement. But as always, we encourage you to do your own research. Enjoy the show. (laughs) Screwed that one up. Don't worry, guys. This is the correct show. There he is. There he is. Good evening, everyone, and welcome back to a special edition of Red Pill News Live. We're going to be doing coverage of President Trump's live address from Turning Point USA this evening. Do me a favor. Make sure you hit that like button. If you're over there on Rumble, I appreciated some viewers from Roku coming over to Rumble and letting me know that the only reason they don't hit the like button is because they can't. From what I understand, Rumble is actually uh, getting to a point they're coding those set-top boxes to allow you to hit like. I know YouTube only got it very recently themselves, so uh, I think that's a great idea. We've got so much information to go over tonight. In addition to President Trump's address, from TPUSA down here in sunny Florida. We're also going to be doing an update on the Hunter Biden White House cocaine saga. Tucker Carlson held the first, I guess, sort of event with all of the Republican presidential candidates. Of course, Donald Trump wasn't there. I don't think Ron DeSantis was there either, but that's okay. I mean, we need to hear what these other people want to say. They obviously don't get the kind of press or uh, a FaceTime that President Trump gets. And there's a reason for that. <laughs> oh, man. A couple of those interactions were just absolutely brutal. Uh, so if you're watching over on pilled.net, over on the foxhole, please do me a favor. Hit that red pill and uh, share the show out on your favorite social media platforms. We will be right back after a very brief word from the sponsor of this program, my friends at Noble Gold. Let me put something into perspective for you guys. 
The U.S. dollar has lost 85% of its value since the 1970s. That's when the dollar was decoupled from gold. And the U.S. government seems hell-bent on continuing this tradition. So, from now until after the next elections, the government plans on printing as much money as they could ever possibly want. The last time they did that, inflation rose by 9%. So, what about gold? Well, gold is the only asset that's been proven through time to withstand inflation. Investing gold right now with Noble Gold Investments. And when you do, you'll get this free 24 karat, one quarter ounce gold standard coin for free with certain conditions. Go to my special website, redpill78gold.com right now. Once again, that's the link in the description, redpill78gold.com. Noble Gold is the only company I trust. And when you support my sponsors, you support this channel. All right. Good evening, everyone. Welcome back. Thank you so much for joining us. I just want to say a big shout out to Eamon over there, keeping it comfy on the foxhole. And of course, all of our normal friends over here, over on Rumble, the early arrivers. You guys are the best. Starting out with Chickaboom, Vector, of course, Odorous Creature, Real Red Pill 78, Girlfriend, K Laterbug, Salty Zero, Too Quick, A Parks, Toker Joe, and everyone else who's here with us tonight. Thank you so much for joining us, guys. Tonight, President Trump is scheduled to go live at 6 p.m. Excuse me, 6.30 p.m. Eastern. We are currently live at 6 p.m. Eastern. Let's go ahead and check in with President Trump there. Looks like he is live. Okay, so uh, I don't think that that's actually President Trump yet, but let's go ahead and hit play. No, I'm sorry. He's not actually live yet. Anyways, We'll leave that open in the background so that when he does come on stage, we'll go ahead and be the first to know. All right, so let's get into some of the things I wanted to talk about tonight. Uh, here's something that I just was fascinated by. You know, uh, uh, there's a question that I think uh, a lot of people have been asking. Uh, you know, how thorough was the investigation into that cocaine that was found at the White House? I mean, how thorough is any investigation when it looks like the subject of that investigation is the son of the current president. Well, if it was anybody other than Hunter Biden, I think that perhaps it might be a little bit more stringent. But would you guys be surprised if I told you that in this investigation, the Secret Service didn't actually interview anyone? Apparently, they spent all of their time viewing the thousands of hours of footage from all over the White House, except for the one spot where this cocaine was actually hidden. Uh, my question now becomes, you know, how could they actually determine whether or not anyone coming and going from the White House were the one to leave that cocaine since they can't see it on film? The only way they could find out or put any pressure on anybody who might be the guilty party would be to speak to them in person. I mean, this is a common investigative tactic. Am I right? Any LEOs out there in the audience? When you're doing an investigation, you got to get out there, do some interviews. You got to ask some questions. You want to ask people who may have been involved if they have any knowledge of the situation. But of course, this is Joe Biden's White House. The Secret Service is working for him right now. Uh, but that doesn't mean that people aren't talking. We still have sources in the White House that are willing to give information. But with the conclusion of this cocaine saga, of course, the Secret Service has announced that they are no closer to finding out who brought this cocaine inside. 
I think that that is up to interpretation, though. Uh, do they really not know, or is it just that they're not really interested in finding out who it is because they have a fairly good idea of who it might be? Uh, apparently, the Secret Service had at their disposal some 500 potential individuals who had been coming and going from that area of the White House. <clears throat> and just think, I mean, how easy would it have been for them? To choose some low-level staffer, maybe give them a big payout, and ask them to take the blame for this cocaine. Testing of this little satchel of cocaine. Um, and looking for any fingerprints or DNA evidence that might be on it. Now, officially... The tests have yielded no usable forensic evidence. Whoever the perpetrator was, they must have been wearing rubber gloves at the time that they were using this cocaine. Uh, and, of, of course, they must have been through a rigorous uh, and sanitized process to get the coke into the bag, into their pocket, into the locker. There's a lot of opportunities there, I know, for DNA to get transferred onto this stuff, but hell, it is only the FBI at the end of the day. How much power and investigatory might do they actually have? Now, as we said the other day, with no video evidence proving who came and went from that particular area of the White House and with no DNA evidence, with no fingerprints on that baggie, it makes it really difficult. Gee, guys, gee whiz, shucks, it's, uh, it's, a, it's a mystery that we're never going to solve. Now, with those 500 people, I mean, you know, it, it may have been possible to perhaps get some answers, but I guess given the nature of this investigation, the Secret Service say that it would simply be a strain on resources and it might infringe upon the civil liberties of those who would be okay with bringing cocaine into the White House. Never mind the fact that they are violating laws, bringing contraband into one of the most secure areas in our nation. Uh, so that now becomes a question of whether or not the CIA or not the CIA, the FBI and the Secret Service are being honest with us about the results of that forensic examination. Well, guess what? Uh, someone who actually works in the White House, perhaps working with the Secret Service, uh, are contradicting the initial reports, the official reports, where there is the claim that no fingerprints were found. Well, uh, from an as-yet-unnamed source at the White House, uh, they say that actually... Uh, there were fingerprints that were found on this baggie of cocaine. Officials at the White House know who brought cocaine into the White House, and then they have confirmed that finding via a fingerprint analysis. This is according to that alternate report, which contradicts the official narrative. Now, that report probably not going to see the light of day in the same way that the official narrative coming out of the Secret Service will. So sharing this video, sharing this story it will go a long way towards making sure that we can hold Hunter and his uh, party boys accountable. Now, there is a security source working inside the White House who told Soldier of Fortune magazine, great magazine, by the way, we know who handled it. We've known since last week. And according to that report, which has been independently verified uh, and uh, but not independently verified by Breitbart, uh, two sources have disclosed the name of the person who they believe handled that cocaine. But the magazine is withholding that name pending official confirmation. So there may be a chance yet 
that we learn the name of the individual who snuck this cocaine on into the White House. The report has alleged that that second test by the FBI brought back a hit on fingerprints. So it sounds like both the FBI and the Secret Service are actively lying to the American people uh, and uh, are, are attempting to cover up and obfuscate the truth about who is a drug addict in the White House. Now, uh, as we said, the official report coming out of the Secret Service says that there, there were no fingerprints. There there was no sufficient DNA that was present. Uh, however, uh, that appears to be a lie. The packaging was subjected to advanced fingerprint and DNA analysis. And once again, this is the FBI and the Secret Service at the end of the day. So they would have been able to figure it out. Now, I don't know if this image right here is uh, the area where the cocaine was found, but it looks like this is the actual cocaine that was found inside the White House. And just looking at it here in this baggie, I'm going to say this is closer to a gram of cocaine, uh, not a half gram of cocaine. You know, it, th- that would be a relatively small amount. But a gram in somebody's pocket, that's good for the day. That'll probably get them through eight to five. Uh, and then they won't need to pick up any more until they're on their way home. Or at that point, they probably have a whole eight ball waiting on the uh, the, the living room table, which is made of glass. And there are, are fancy uh, metal straws all over the place. This is what I imagine life in Washington, D.C. is like. But based upon the look of this baggie, I'm going to say that is a gram of cocaine. It's clearly been dipped into. Uh, There would be DNA present all over the outside of that baggie. There would be DNA on the inside uh, where the Ziploc portion would be. So I guarantee you they found it. They know exactly who it is. And the only reason we haven't learned who it is is because it's got to be Hunter Biden. Uh, If it was anybody else, they would have thrown that person to the wolves like a sacrificial lamb. And of course, since that's not happening, we are left to our own devices. What makes the most sense to me is that Hunter or one of the Biden clan brought that cocaine into the White House, left it for an as-yet-undetermined time uh, in the hopes that when they were at their weakest, when they needed that fix, maybe just a little pep in the middle of the day, they were tired from lunch, they unfortunately never got the chance. But, of course, cocaine is uh, readily available for the the rich and famous. All right, you guys, uh, moving on from that story, I I wanted to follow up on something that I learned on stream the other night. Uh, Operation Atlantic Resolve, which is an ongoing military operation uh, put into play by the United States in order to support NATO activities in Europe. Now, in the official proclamation from Joe Biden, where he uh, authorizes uh, military reservists, and in this instance, I'm pretty sure it was specifically the Coast Guard. So I, I don't know. I feel like maybe there's other places they could have gone, but uh, no disrespect if you're Coast Guard. But I mean, if we're fighting a war against Russia, I mean, I, I, I would imagine that the Russians would be in submarines. And I don't think the Coast Guard is in submarines. They're in just like skippers and stuff. But what this does is it authorizes Joe Biden to call reservists to active duty and send them over to Ukraine to support the war that's going on right now, uh, regardless of what branch of the military they're going to be called up from. This is an, an active duty call for a war that we're not officially fighting in against a global superpower that has ample opportunity to nuke 
every single American city in uh, the continental 48 United States. And very easily they could hit uh, Alaska and Canada and excuse me, Alaska and Hawaii as well. Maybe Alaska easier. But this is a significant escalation in the proxy war between Ukraine and the Russian people. Uh, This is essentially an act of war. I mean, if you take a look back at previous uh, uh, battles that we fought, you know, so take a look. Uh, Afghanistan in the 1980s, the Mujahideen versus the Russians. You know, we weren't uh, actively involved in that fight. We were, however, training the Afghanis because we ended up training them so good they became Al-Qaeda. And we gave them a lot of weapons. We gave them guns. We gave them bullets, you know, all the material support that they would need. But we didn't actually, like, officially put soldiers on the ground. That's That's a bird of a different color. Uh, to think about uh, in in um, uh, in in Vietnam, you know, we were obviously uh, fighting the Vietnamese, uh, and we weren't supposed to be in like Laos and Cambodia, but there definitely was presence there because it was close to Vietnamese positions. Now, if like Laos and Cambodia had announced, "Hey, we're allowing the United States to come in here and and attack." Vietnamese positions, well, then that would draw them in to the conflict as well. Uh, you can uh, probably look at uh, a number of different wars that have been fought throughout the 20th century and, and find instances similar to this. But when the United States government, even if it's under an illegitimate regime like Joe Biden, calls up active duty, excuse me, calls up reservists to active duty, it puts a unique spin on the situation. Now, we have yet to see what Vladimir Putin is going to do in regards to this. Uh, I, I certainly believe that more likely than not, uh, he's going to keep a cool head. Uh, we're not going to enter World War III. But as I've said on many different occasions, what I think is most important here is is the impression that is given to the American people. Do the American people believe that Joe Biden is a competent leader who's making good decisions based upon the best interests of this nation? I would say the majority of people do not feel that way. And I would have to believe that the universally across the board, the armed forces uh, don't feel that way either. I haven't spoken to anybody who's uh, who's reserve or active duty who is interested or excited about going to Ukraine and dying on the front lines for a nation that we don't even have a real stake in. The only stake in Ukraine is the criminal entities that have been created by the Biden crime family to enrich themselves and uh, their American oligarch friends and, of course, the oligarchs of the Ukrainian elite as well. Uh, so just something that we should probably be keeping an active eye on. I want to see if there's anybody talking about this uh, over in the chat. Yeah, World War Three Midnight Rider. This is as close to midnight on the doomsday clock as we've ever gotten. So uh, I think it's a good time to say make sure that you're prepared. We'll talk about that when we talk about the uh, s- uh, sponsors for the second half of the program. Now, One aspect that I think is actually going to be a positive and that goes along with what I was saying about the impression being given to the American people, Uh, you know, Joe Biden recently said that the United States is running out of bullets. I mean, think about how many bullets we've bought in general uh, since the Obama administration. Is the IRS running out of bullets? Because if I'm not mistaken, I remember them buying many, 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 many millions of bullets during Obama's time in office. And of course, they gave them all guns. And now Joe Biden is essentially giving them the same power as 
other law enforcement agencies, uh, which means that they could come after you if they so desired. Uh, but nine millimeter or 45 ACP, I mean, that's a, a, a different breed altogether compared to military rifle ammunition like 556 uh, that's what they're going to be firing um, although i think that the united states recently uh, made agreements to upgrade their rifles to something else and i don't know if they're sticking with 556 or if it's going to something else if you guys have any <clears throat> if you have any uh, comments on that in the in the chat please let me know but by making that claim in that interview with Fareed Zakaria that both the United States and the Ukraine are running out of ammunition, it puts the United States into a weakened position on the global stage, not only to our enemies, not only to, um, you know, not people who aren't enemies, but certainly that are global foes. But also in the minds of the American people, because the average normie is going to look at Joe Biden's statement and say, what the hell is he thinking? You know, why would he be telling this very, very, very important strategic bit of information to the same types of people who might come in and want to take us out? Uh, If the United States is running out of ammunition, does that mean that we've got it all here on our borders? Does that mean that it's all uh, spread out across military bases all around the world? Does it mean that We've given it all to Ukraine and they've already used it. Uh, there are a number of different possibilities here, but it certainly opens up the United States for a ground invasion. If uh, the Chinese or perhaps uh, the Mexican cartels felt so inclined, uh, certainly it gives them an idea that they might have a better chance than they probably would have before. So the American people hear Joe Biden. They see the state of the U.S. military. They see that instead of calling up the military to fix problems here in America or uh, uh, sit on the southern border to stop millions of illegals from coming over, we're going to be sending the Coast Guard to to Ukraine? I mean, guy, that just does not sound like a very good idea. And again, I think that most people are going to say, man, that sounds kind of stupid. Uh, if you're in the Coast Guard, I would like to hear what you have to say. Are you excited to go to the Ukraine? I can't imagine that you would be. Uh, nobody's excited to leave their family and friends, especially in the middle of a war that you didn't start. Uh, This is bad news for this nation, but I think it's good news for the awakening of the people. So uh, here's another one that uh, I think would probably give people a good wake up call if they know about it. Mm. So we discussed this this past week, Um, Missouri versus Biden with the Gateway Pundit as a plaintiff. They received a massive win from Judge Terry Doty. Uh, uh, allowing, uh, de- de- declaring an injunction <clears throat> after it was asked for by the, the plaintiff uh, to stop the Biden regime from engaging in communications with social media companies. Why? Because of censorship. Uh, that's the reason. Salty Zero says, Zach, five by, 556 will still be used. Too expensive to go to another round like 308 because I'd have to switch out all the rifles. Well, and, and that's the thing. I, I just, I, from what I understand, the, there were contracts that the U.S. Uh, military um, requested from the gun manufacturers to move to a different platform of rifle. And I just didn't know if they were going to stay with 556. But I, I saw a video on like, um, I don't know, Grand Thumb or uh, 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 Brandon Herrera or something like that. Or maybe it was classic firearms. I don't know. I watch all these gun channels on YouTube. That's my, uh, it's my YouTube feed. And, um, 
And so uh, uh, from what I understand, the United States is going to a different platform. We'll, we'll, we'll look it up. We'll look it up here in a minute. But thank you very much. Um, OK, so this 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 injunction by Judge Terry Doty was a good thing. OK, I mean, it was dead set in line with the law. The United States government was impinging on our rights was committing civil rights violations by having our First Amendment right to free speech taken from us in the digital town square, in places like Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, on and on, you name it. Well, the Biden regime, of course, appealed that decision. And now the Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals has placed a temporary stay pausing that initial order by Judge Terry Doty. Now, this is normal, okay? Uh, this happens all the time. When, when somebody uh, gets a decision they don't like, they immediately appeal it, and then quite often the appeals court places that temporary stay on it while it's considering whether or not to fully grant that appeal. Uh, so this was initially a Trump-appointed judge uh, who has prohibited the DHS, the FBI, the DOJ, and all other government agencies uh, from engaging in the type of censorship that the Biden regime was asking of places like Twitter, YouTube, uh, Facebook, and so on. Uh, so, uh, now, the Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals uh, has placed this temporary block on Terry Doty's decision as uh, they consider it. Now, this is, again, totally normal. Uh, I don't know how much damage the Biden regime can get into in the meantime, although I wouldn't put it past them uh, to really go hard on making sure that they shut a lot of things down. Case in point, the Hunter Biden cocaine story in the cubby in the West Wing. Hunter in the West Wing with the cocaine. Uh, that That's a uh, uh, clue 2023. So, uh, let me see. Better check again. The military wants a round compatible to 8K round. They are working to change to 6.8 for more kinetic energy downrange. That's okay. That That's what I thought. Let's actually... Is the U.S. military <clears throat> upgrading rifle platforms? I'm pretty certain they are. This is a good thing for us to. Yeah, the U.S. This is back April of last year. Ah, yes. Sig announces the consumer model of the Army's next gen rifle. We'll check that out, and we'll also go to defense.gov. Here it is. Yes, the XM5. That is definitely what I was thinking. Uh, so they have awarded this uh, this contract to Sig Sauer for two new weapons, the XM5 rifle and the XM250 automatic rifle. Uh, the XM5 is going to be replacing the M4 and the M4A1 carbine, while the XM250 will replace the M249 squad automatic weapon. And you can see here, here is the uh, M4 as it is today. This is the new one, and the new platform will use 6.8 millime- millimeter Common cartridge family, and uh, here we can take a look at, yes, we are over 18. Ooh, that's a nice-looking rifle, guys. I'm going to tell you, this is the MCX Spear, uh, hmm, and yes, and it is going to be chambered in 6.8 for uh, for the, uh, the people. So, six-hour MX Spear is a multi-caliber platform that can swap between 277, 6.5 Creedmoor and 7.62 NATO via a simple barrel change at the user level. Look at that. 
Very, very nice. Yeah. So uh, obviously this is the uh, uh, an AR-15 type platform. So it's going to be interchangeable uh, with that barrel swap. You'll be able to go through all of those various calibers. I like that. I think this gun looks sweet. Very sexy. Uh, and of course, there's going to be a bit more stopping power in those new bullets than there would be in just the 5.56. So, uh, what do you guys think? What do you guys think? Anybody out there interested in getting uh, uh, this MCX Spear? Because I sure am. Hang on just a second. Let me see how much we have to save up for. And MCX Spear. All right. Where can we get it? Oh, my God. The first run special edition carries a suggested retail price of $79.99. Dang, guys, that's a little outside of my budget. Oh, man. I, I don't know if you're here, Gaffer, but weren't you talking about a buddy who bought like a $12,000 rifle? He bought like a, a Barrett or something, didn't he? Or were we just <laughs> were we just uh, looking at gun porn and we were talking about it? Uh, here, let's see if, uh, if they've got... Okay, so air guns, ammo, gear, apparel, parts. Do they not? Suppressors, optics, and firearms. There we go. SIG MCX. Let's go ahead and check that bad boy. Yeah, MCX Spear LT. Okay, so looks like in the base model... They don't even give you the price. You you have to click on it. Browse by. Okay, so if you get it with the 762, guns.com. Let's go to guns.com. Dang, still 4639. That's a that's a lot of money. But I suppose that as uh this gets more widely adopted, it'll probably come down a little bit. So that's the rifle version. Uh, we've got it in a pistol version. That's in 5.56. Ooh, the a little Rattler version. Yeah, I was looking to see if they might have it in. Uh... There we go. So, yeah, go to guns.com. Oh, that's a lot better. $26.98. And uh, we could definitely... We could definitely get uh, a replacement stock on there if you don't like that. It's it's not oh it's a oh, it's a folding stock that's that's kind of sexy too. I like that. That's very nice. Okay, all right. Well, you guys dare to dream, <laughs> dare to dream. Maybe someday if I get one, I will show it off on uh, on stream, and you guys can uh, come shooting with me. All right. So uh, very interested in that new platform. Looking for that. Okay. So be, oh, let's check on President Trump. All right. Nothing from President Trump yet. So I, I you guys may have heard about this uh, because it's kind of been everywhere in the last 12 to 16 hours. But RFK Jr., I heard a couple of weird stories about this private dinner that RFK Jr. was at uh, where it, he was joined by people in New York at a private restaurant event. Now, I swear to God, this story that was sent to me is from the New York Post, and it alleged that there was a fight that broke out regarding climate change, uh, somebody who was a proponent of climate change and then somebody who believed it was BS. 
Apparently somebody broke wind and uh, it was uh, it, it kind of like devolved into a, a, a bit of a, an issue. Now, I didn't report on it because I was like, this can't be real. It, it wasn't the Babylon Bee, though. It was like literally in the Washington Post. But I just said, forget about it. Let's see if anything else comes out. And boy, did it ever. So RFK Jr. has been trending all day on Twitter because in this private dinner event, he alleged that COVID-19 may have been a bioweapon, not only a bioweapon, but also an ethnically targeted bioweapon. Now, for anybody who's been watching my channel since back when I was on YouTube and the uh, COVID-19 scamdemic first arose, this was one of the first things we looked at because uh, we've had all of these initial reports coming out of China. Do anybody here, give me a one in the chat, if you were here at the very beginning, uh, before I even started doing uh, Comfy Sunday and and uh, what was the other one? Uh uh, quarantine. Do you guys remember quarantine? Well, uh, this is definitely a story that we talked about. I, I found some information showing, uh, the, the ethnic breakdown of how COVID-19 was affecting various people throughout the world. Now, that information may not have been accurate because apparently there is different information to this day, but this is what RFK said. So this video was recorded off the record. It was a conversation that was never supposed to see the light of day. And in this video, he is talking about the various ethnic groups that uh, have have uh, not been affected by COVID-19 and then the ones that appear to be more affected by COVID-19. And uh, let's go ahead and open this up on Twitter and we'll go ahead and take a listen together. And we need to talk about bioweapons. The level I know a lot now about bioweapons because I've been doing a book on it for the past two and a half years and um, uh, and you know the, the, what we, the technology that we now have to develop these microbes, we have we've put hundreds of millions of dollars into uh, ethnically targeted microbes. The Chinese have done the same thing. In fact, COVID-19, there's an argument that it is ethnically targeted. COVID-19 attacks certain races. Um, disproportionately. The, uh, the, 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 the races that are most immune to COVID-19 are because of the, of the structure of the, of, um, the genetic structure among, uh, genetic differentials among different races of the, um, of the receptors of the ACE2 receptor. Um, COVID-19 is targeted to attack uh, Caucasians and uh, and uh, and uh, black people. The people who are most immune are Ashkenazi Jews and uh, and Chinese. And but not, we don't know whether it was deliberately targeted that or not. But there are papers out there that show the you know the um, the racial and ethnic differential kind of impact to that. We do know that the Chinese are spending hundreds of millions of dollars developing ethnic bioweapons, and we are developing ethnic bioweapons. That's where all those labs in the Ukraine are about. They're collecting Russian DNA. They're collecting Chinese DNA. No, we can target people. 
All right. So uh, a couple of bombshell statements that RFK made there. And uh, I, all of this I agree with. Um, the only thing that I had believed was uh, uh, different was the, uh, the 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 ability of COVID-19 to be more immune if you happen to be Chinese. Because uh, when we first got this information, uh, the breakdown of, of the, the uh, effects ethnically, it showed that people of Asian descent were being hit harder. Now, I, I can believe now especially after all we've learned, after all of those videos coming out of China, people dropping to the ground, seizing up, uh, dying, and it supposedly being from COVID-19. You know, that was one of the reasons why people were so scared at the beginning. Now, we never saw that happen here. We didn't see it happen anywhere else. It was only in China. So I find it highly likely that the Chinese gave us that song and dance, that pony show, uh, putting on this psychological operation to make us believe that their people were dying at a faster rate. Now, it would make a lot of sense if it was a biological weapon. Obviously, it was created in a lab and it was you know, likely uh, uh, at least experimented on and fine-tuned in China. Wouldn't it make sense if they made sure that their own people would not really be affected by it. But the fact that it also doesn't affect Ashkenazi Jews in the same way. Hey, I mean, that's going to open up everybody's conspiracy bubble now, isn't it? Uh, now, uh, this is something that obviously needs to be uh, validated in some fashion. But he mentioned the ACE2 receptor. That's something that you know has been brought up on a number of occasions. This guy right here, sitting next to him, when when he heard RFK say this, you know, he 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 he, he perked up just a little bit. He said, "Man, I I don't know what to think about that." Uh, but. I mean, we have heard specifically from U.S. health authorities that COVID-19 overwhelmingly attacked the black population here in America. And I think that uh, it's safe to say that uh, the other population that was hit the hardest was white people. Uh, Those people, because they had medical insurance, quite often ended up in those COVID wards, intubated and then officially dying from COVID-19, but actually probably dying from remdesivir poisoning. But The fact that he says out loud that it's a bioweapon, that is a huge, huge move. It means that the conversation about the true nature of COVID-19 is reaching a whole nother level, a different stage in the public conversation, because RFK may not be the candidate who's going to be the Democratic nominee for president uh, for Republicans, excuse me, for Democrats, pardon me. Um, but he does have a lot of people out there who are listening to him. And uh, I have to say, I think that of the Republicans, he <laughs> I don't keep saying that of the Democrats, he is uh, the, the most level headed and uh, probably the best choice if the establishment was going to pick somebody. I don't believe they will. But I wanted to see actually what uh, clandestine was saying about this. We're clandestine. Here we go. Okay, so that is the, oh yeah, look at this, General Flynn retweeted it. RFK Jr. claims that the bio labs in Ukraine are collecting Russian DNA, we know that to be true, to make ethnically targeted bioweapons, we know that to be true, talked about it here when the information first came out, these are the exact allegations Russia made to the UN, it's true, they they did, and is the main reason for Russia's invasion, 100%. 
If you've been following me for a while, you already know I've been talking about ethnically targeted bioweapons for over a year now. This is not some wild conspiracy theory. The technology exists. It's already in use. And here is a Democrat congressman, Jason Crow, talking about it on June 24th, 2022. Now, this is the first time I've seen this video. The U.S. and China have the ability to make pathogens with receptors that target specific DNA sequences, which can be specific to race or ethnicity. This is not conspiracy. This is not racist. This is just the kind of sick stuff that these people are involved in. Now, of course, uh, from a a military standpoint, from an attack vector standpoint, I can see why a nation would want to do this. If the United States uh, was up against the entirety of the Russian army and they had the ability to let some mosquitoes out into the air that would fly over to the Russian side of the battlefield and uh, uh, sting them and then give them uh, some type of uh, deadly pathogen, I, I think the United States would absolutely do it. You know, the military industrial complex does not have a conscience. Let's listen. I think one of the things we're talking about here is that there are now weapons under development and developed that are designed to target specific people. That, that's what this is, uh, where you, you can actually take someone's DNA, take you know their their medical profile, and you can target a biological weapon that will that will kill that person or take them off the battlefield or make them inoperable. So yeah, that's the dream. It's absolutely the dream. Um, Alexandros Werewolf. Um, I just I'm asking for a little clarification. Give us when you say give us your pedos and you protect pedos and groomers. It's a problem. Are, are you are you talking about Democrats? I mean, I just want to make sure you're not talking about me. And I also wanted to tell you guys why I am live right now uh, to bring you President Trump's speech at TPUSA and why I won't be later tonight live with my scheduled guest, who was Ryan Montgomery, who actually is a very accomplished pedo hunter. Now, I'll tell you about that in just a moment. But before I do, I need to let you know about the sponsor of the second half of the program. And that's going to be on a completely different screen. Let me just go ahead and get this corrected for you here. And that's going to be, first of all, our friends at MyPillow, Mike Lindell supporting Real news here on this channel, if you use code RP78, you can save up to 80% off of every single product on Mike Lindell's website, whether it's the Giza Dream Sheets, the MyPillow 2.0, the MyPillow mattress topper, the the brand new MyPillow mattresses, even the the beach towels or the bathroom towels, the My Slippers, all of them are incredible products made in the USA by Patriots for Patriots. And when you support Mike Lindell because he's been canceled, he generously supports this program so that I can continue my mission of bringing you as much news information as possible. Uh, Now, also, next, uh, we are also sponsored by My Patriot Supply. You can go to preparewithredpill78.com, and when you do, you can save $80 off a four-week supply of emergency food, uh, over 2,000 calories a day, 16 different varieties of meals. When you do the math, it equals out to less than $3 per meal per day. That's a great deal. Uh, I would say that uh, that's a lot less than what I pay for the food that I'm making in my own kitchen. And obviously, if you don't have access to a grocery store or have the ability to forage uh, or even hunt on your own, if something bad happens, uh, then this is an excellent thing to have on hand. So you get free shipping, comes right to your door. 
prepare with redpill78.com. And then finally, my friends at onenessdrops.com, where you can pick up your own chlorine dioxide water purification kits. Water purification kits from chlorine dioxide have the ability to kill a whole series of pathogens. It's known as the universal antidote because you basically can't be sick when you're taking this stuff. Not medical advice, but this is obviously something you should look up. Uh, and uh, when you go to onenessdrops.com and use code RP78, you will save 15% off your chlorine dioxide water purification kits. Keep them in your go bag, in your cupboard, uh, in your emergency kit. No matter where you are, you will need potable water. And if you don't have potable water, you're not going to survive. So thank you very much to onenessdrops.com. Okay. And okay. And two, two, two. Oh, your Pentagon. My, yes, absolutely. Oh, dude, we are on the exact same page. Yeah, the Pentagon protecting institutionalized pedophilia, uh, absolutely unacceptable. So let me tell you about our guest, uh, which will be actually on Tuesday. Ryan and I are going to be doing a special program on Tuesday night at 9 p.m. Hold on. Ryan Montgomery. You guys are going to want to follow him. He's a great guy. He's not political, okay? And let's be honest, this is not a political issue. Protecting children transcends the left and the right, okay? This is about protecting the most vulnerable people in society. Societies that fail to protect children fail to ensure their own survival. And the problem that we have today is that so many people in popular culture, in power, uh, in, in, in media, in politics, in academia, they want to groom our children. They want to brainwash our children. And Ryan Montgomery has done incredible work to uncover pedophile networks, to give that information to the FBI, to actually put people in prison. Now, you may remember a uh, a, a Democrat politician. Now, honestly, I think he could have been any type of uh, persuasion, but um, his, um, oh gosh, what was his name? Nathan, it was Nathan Larson, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, he was a pedophile, an open pedophile that was running for office, and uh, he ended up getting caught stealing like an eight-year-old girl. Uh, He was taking her across the country and he was going to abuse her. Hold on. Uh, Nathan Larson, pedophile. Let's, Let's pull him up here. Yeah. Nathan Larson, pedophile, admitted pedophile on kid on uh, trial for kidnapping and of course they don't have a picture of him here ex-politician nathan larson child porn advocate now he died in custody you know some might say that he got what he deserved but this was a picture of nathan when he was running for office uh, this is a picture of nathan by the time they arrested him after stealing that little girl and taking him taking her across the country Ryan actually caught Nathan Larson uh, maintaining and operating a child porn server online, on the Internet. And he gave the information to the FBI. And uh, if I'm not mistaken, they chose not to act on it right away. And they they actually made it like possible for this guy to steal, to kidnap this little girl. Uh, and uh, and so anyways, um, Ryan has done some incredible work and he continues to do incredible work. Um, he may be joining me along with uh, uh, an individual 
who is currently working to uncover these pedophile networks through a larger official organization um, who at one time was working with the team that Tim Ballard worked with uh, when he was saving kids before this movie, Sound of Freedom and all that. Um, so it's definitely going to be me and Ryan Tuesday night at 9 p.m. Eastern, and we may be joined by another guest. And uh, well, let me hang on. Let me let me find his name here because uh, Glenn Devitt. Glenn Devitt is his name. Uh, so uh, when we uh, uh, when we get closer to that, I will let you guys know on the day of. But definitely, it's going to be me and Ryan. Uh, Ryan, he, he could have called in tonight, but it would have been uh, on his phone, and he, he he wouldn't be at home. And we decided that we wanted to do like a, a, a much more polished podcast. We wanted him to be able to present information from his computer uh, about the network networks that he's found uh, to talk about his specific efforts to save these kids. So uh, we're going to be doing it Tuesday night at uh, 9 p.m. So thank you very much. Yes. Yes. Okay. So continuing on, uh, if you want to follow Ryan, uh, his name is at zero day CTF and he's got a website, Ryan Montgomery dot me. Uh, and, uh, he's a great guy. He, he's, he, he, he is not part of the same area of the internet as we are. Um, you know, he, so he, <laughs> be kind to him when he gets here because he's not going to know about a lot of the other things that we talk about. We talked for like an hour today and uh, we were discussing the specific institutional nature of pedophilia in the United States and around the globe and uh, and, and how it's infected the various institutions and power structures. And uh, I was explaining to him that the political aspect of this has less to do with ideology and more about uh, power and access uh, and, uh, I guess, accessibility overall. I mean, uh, the the reason intelligence is connected to pedophilia is because they use children as a, uh, a currency. You know, uh, the CIA has pedophiles on their payroll. What does the pedophile want to get paid in? Well, children. That pedophile then has essential immunity from persecution and prosecution by that government because they are, are, are allowing them to engage in the most despicable behavior you can possibly imagine. And then uh, going back to Hillary Clinton's uh, Secretary of State, the State Department uh, pedophile ring that was uncovered, you know, th- that guy was an ambassador. So he had diplomatic immunity. He, these people and the CIA is very closely aligned with the State Department. So these people get into positions of power where they can abuse children, where they're not going to have to worry about the penalties that come along with that. As someone with diplomatic immunity, uh, who knows what that asshole got away with. Yeah. All right. So this is to piggyback on President, or not on President Trump, but on the uh, hold on a second. Let me let me just refresh this and see. If... OK, President Trump is still not live. All right. Piggybacking on RFK's statement about COVID-19 being a bioweapon. I absolutely agree. I think that uh, it was a, a bioweapon that was designed to harm, but not necessarily kill. Uh, there are long-lasting effects, and I am a, a person who has been dealing with them uh, since August of 2020. Was it August of 2021, I think? August of 2021? 
Yeah. Uh, ever since then, uh, there are certain things that don't work the same way in me. Uh, that includes my sense of taste and my sense of smell. Uh, that includes ongoing tinnitus, uh, a host of uh, of other uh, issues as well. And, you know, I mean, I've just been <clears throat> I've been I haven't had the same level of energy the, that I had before that. And uh, that pisses me off. I'm going to be really honest with you. It is frustrating to no end to know that. These people out here were successfully able to dope the entire world with this biological weapon that may not kill you, uh, but is going to make you wish you were dead in certain cases or just drive you crazy enough that you're not going to be able to do the things that you love to do. For some people, the tinnitus is absolutely overwhelming. I've I've known people in my life who had uh, tinnitus really, really bad, and this constant ringing in their ears it can drive people crazy that's not going to happen to me they want to drive me crazy but i'm not going to allow it to happen and i'm going to continue to do the detoxification procedures that i've been doing and things are getting better but you know i i just don't want to be that guy 20 years down the line saying you know hey i still can't hear i still can't taste i still can't smell so uh, a based Florida county, uh, their GOP down here, has declared that COVID-19 and the mRNA COVID vaccine itself are bioweapons. And that is a very important distinction. The original virus was a biological weapon and the mRNA vaccine, also a biological weapon uh, designed to do maximum damage. I would say more people died from that vaccine from the clot shot than died from actually getting COVID-19. That's it. So who is this? This is Brevard County. Brevard County is honestly a pretty based spot down here in Florida, but the uh, uh, the the Republican Party of Brevard County sent out a letter uh, to hundreds of registered Republicans there uh, asking them for their opinion. Uh, they sent the letter to all state lawmakers as well that are representing the area uh, and Brevard's congressional delegation, which includes Marco Rubio and Rick Scott. And then Florida's Attorney General Ashley Moody and, of course, Ron DeSantis. So uh, the committee's letter presents a list of shocking revelations against COVID and COVID-19 vaccines, arguing that they were biological and technological weapons and that there is strong and credible evidence that they alter human DNA. We know that they do. We've talked about this in the past, and this is one of those uh, points of contention that people who don't like my program or don't like the things that we talk about, they are are fond of saying that COVID dummy, it doesn't alter your DNA. Okay, well, how would you know? Uh, Are you a scientist? Have you done, you know, 10 plus years of research on this stuff to see what happens long term? Uh, I can tell you what it has been demonstrated that when people take these mRNA clot shots, the pro the spike protein manufacturing process that is kicked off in your body takes itself into various parts of your body, your your liver, your brain. It takes over those cells, and those cells are no longer the cells they were initially because it just uses it for a house to pump out all of this nasty stuff. And then you have these spike protein-producing factories in your brain, which, of course, then uh, are going to tear through your cerebellum and and your neurons and uh, can cause a whole host of other problems. But here is the letter itself. 
Whereas we, the people of the state of Florida, were told that COVID-19 represented a grave danger to ourselves, our families, and our communities, we were then subsequently told to, and in many cases mandated, to take the experimental injections for the following reasons. One, that it would prevent transmission and thus stop the spread of COVID-19. Survey says that's a lie. That doing so would protect our families, ourselves, and the public. And that's a lie as well. Doing so would also allow us to keep our jobs and or benefits to be able to better support our families. Well, what about the ones who took it uh, trying to save their jobs and then ended up getting fired or losing their job because of the long lasting permanent deleterious effects of taking that COVID-19 clot shot? By doing so, we were doing our patriotic duty for our country, state, and communities. I, I just want to say, this is always something that I've had a problem with. The idea that engaging in medical treatment that is neither necessary or proven safe and effective uh, or for any reason is patriotic, uh, I just, I, I bristle at that idea. Uh, yeah, I, I think that no one ever anywhere should be forced to take any medication of any kind, whether it's a vaccine uh, or, you know, psychological medications. I mean, when people are 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 told that, well, you, you got to take this pill for Uncle Sam, you know, I mean, that just immediately rocks me back on my heels. I'm not real interested in complying like that. Uh, for me, my patriotic duty is to exercise the rights that are enumerated in the Bill of Rights <laughs> that are uh, spelled out in the Constitution. So. Uh, we didn't have a choice because of President Biden's COVID-19 mandates. Always an important thing to remember. Joe Biden and his government mandated the COVID-19 clot shot for a number of sectors all across the American public. Now, whereas strong and credible evidence has recently been revealed that COVID-19 and the injections are biological and technological weapons, whereas Pfizer's clinical data revealed 1,223 deaths, 42,000 adverse cases, 158,000 adverse events, and approximately 1,000 side effects. Those numbers are probably low. Whereas an enormous number of humans have died or have been permanently disabled, whereas strong and credible evidence exists that COVID-19 mRNA shots alter human DNA, whereas government agencies, media and tech companies, and other corporations have committed enormous fraud by uh, claiming COVID-19 injections are safe and effective, whereas a statewide grand jury is investigating COVID-19 vaccine crimes. Did you guys know about that? Because I did not. Whereas continued experimentation on humans and denial of informed consent are violations of the Nuremberg Code and therefore constitute crimes against humanity. Man, this is based AF. Be it further resolved on behalf, on behalf of the preservation of the human race, the Brevard County Republican Party calls upon Governor DeSantis and the state legislature to prohibit the sale and distribution of COVID-19 injections and all related injections in the state of Florida and for the Attorney General to immediately seize all COVID-19 injections and mRNA injections in Florida and have a forensic analysis conducted to determine if the ingredients pose a danger to recipients. Well, let me just say this. They, they better assume that they need to do a sampling all across the board. Every single 
single batch number needs to be tested because as we've seen, uh, there was not uniformity in the ingredients, no matter what Pfizer said, because some uh, batches would have uh, many, many uh, permanently disabled uh, number of people dying and then others would have absolutely nothing at all. So uh, this is definitely is something that needs to be addressed here. Okay, so uh, let's talk about the brand new student loan debt uh, forgiveness, which Joe Biden unilaterally handed out without any verification or validation by any other aspect of the government. This is a gross violation of Joe Biden's use of power in the executive branch. The state, excuse me, the U.S. Supreme Court just shot down his first attempt to give student loan debt relief or forgiveness of student loans to people. Uh, And despite that fact, he has now wiped $39 billion in debt for thousands of borrowers. Now, I think that this is actually a much larger debt forgiveness plan than what he had initially said he wanted to do. Now, if you'll remember, he was planning to wipe $10,000 for anybody with debt, and then $20,000 if you had uh, student loans through the federal government. I don't remember the, the, the name of it. In order to get that student loan forgiveness, you had to go through a, a verification and an application process. So not everybody would get it. If you had student loan debt and you didn't feel right taking the money, then that would be it. You just wouldn't have to take it. Uh, and uh, and that certainly would have been me because I was not trying to take money and, and put that on the backs of anybody else. I went to college. I got the education. I'm the one who's paying for it. I don't need anybody else to pay for it. I've never filed for bankruptcy. Uh, I don't need to worry about having other people get, uh, put under the hardship and burden because of the decisions that I made. That's my belief. Everybody should be doing the exact same thing. But this time... Joe Biden has now decried that automatically $39 billion of student loan debt is going to be wiped out for 804,000 borrowers, 804,000. This is uh, uh, (laughs) this is uh, something that you don't actually have the right to uh, to say that you don't want. Uh, The terms of this will be uh, an automatic discharge of student debt. If you have been making income contingent repayment plans now by making income contingent repayment plans after 20 years or 25 years, depending on the type of loan that you have, uh, your debt is discharged regardless. Uh, So basically, you can make the minimum payments for 20 years. You pay off a certain amount and then at the end, they just wipe the rest of it. I don't know how much they're planning on wiping here, um, and I don't make income contingent repayment plans. I have a, a set payment uh, that I pay, and then I actually pay above that because I'm trying to get it paid off. So I will not be qualifying this round uh, for debt relief. However, there will be a lot of people out there who do uh, get it, and, and they won't have any ability to uh, uh, to say, I don't want it. Now, from what I understand, you can go to the Department of Education and tell them that when debt relief comes around, you don't want it, uh, but there is a process to go through it. If anybody out there uh, has the uh, uh, has a student loan that they're paying on and uh, they get debt relief and don't want it, I would be interested to know what the, the process is to go ahead and get it. Um, 
So this, uh, they estimate that this plan will save student loan borrowers at least $1,000 per year. The expansion of the income-driven repayment plans are estimated to cost taxpayers more than one-time outright forgiveness wins. So this is, this is going to cost us more than it would have otherwise at the end. So uh, they are going to be circumventing the Supreme Court ruling, uh, expanding these income-driven repayment plans, which are going to slash payments for those making $32,800 a year or less. Uh, It's going to slash those payments to zero. Borrowers who missed their loan payments within the first year beginning in October will not be penalized, put in default, or reported to credit and collection agencies. So interesting stuff, and uh, clearly Joe Biden... Uh, doesn't care about the Supreme Court or the decisions that they've made. It's all about uh, what he and the current regime want to go ahead and get into. Uh, let me just real briefly jump over here to uh, the foxhole. I want to do a couple of quick thank yous before we get into uh, some of the coverage of Tucker's event that just took place, but uh, Pacific Northwest Sasquatch, thank you very much for that can, my friend. Uh, Sean Joe, thank you for the cookie bacon slot. Good afternoon. It's good to see you, buddy. Uh, Doug Simey, thank you for the can. Loyal to the foil. Good to see you, loyal. Uh, thank you for the cookie. Uh, Tough Life says, and let's remember how they did the testing. Everyone going with no symptoms. DNA collection. Uh, and then Tough Life said, when did sites like eHarmonyAncestry.com t- come out? DNA collection. Yeah, I think you're right. Uh, there, there was a concerted effort to get everybody's DNA on file. Uh, and uh, you better believe that Hunter's DNA is on file. Sean Joe, thank you for that cookie. And then Porpoiseful, thank you for that cookie as well. All right. So continuing on, let's take a look at uh, probably what I believe, who I believe is the, the most based candidate that is running against Donald Trump. Now, I think he's making a mistake. Vivek Ramaswamy should not be running right now, but I don't really believe that he's running. I think he's running either to be vice president or he's running for future name recognition because he'll get it, especially with the kinds of things that he's been saying. Now, he's the only candidate who actually went to support President Trump in Miami during the arraignment. Uh, And let me just I'm just checking to see if we've got anything going on over here. Yeah, I've got nothing from President Trump yet. So he was supposed to go on at 630. Uh, and apparently he's late. He, he, you know, he has a habit of being late, but that's fine. He's 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 the boss. He's he's the Don. He can be as late as he wants. Salty Zero says, I busted my ass working two jobs during college. No student loan debt. Got a degree I don't even use working in a field not related to my degree. Man, so I worked uh, one job full time. That was to pay my bills, and then I also had a child when I was young. So you know that uh, that really did it, and uh, that's why I had to take loans because uh, there was no way for me as a single father uh, to keep up a household and support my young daughter. Uh, I didn't want to go on uh, state benefits or anything like that, um, and I figured you know with the student loans I would end up paying it off, but. You know, things happen and uh, years, uh, months stretch into years. And then here we are. I am also not working in my field. (laughs) I would say that my field gave me a certain understanding of the things that we cover. I I definitely value it for that. But if I could go back, I wouldn't go to uh, my four year institution. I wouldn't go to grad school. Uh, I would just uh, simply have done what I wanted to do when I was a kid. Guess what I wanted to do? I wanted to be on the radio. (laughs) 
so I kind, I'm kind of living my childhood dream right now. Uh, so it's interesting. Anyways, Vivek Ramaswamy, he had uh, quite a few interesting things to say when he was on stage with Tucker. But uh, he said that a president has the power to shut down agencies, and that includes the FBI, without going through Congress. Now, uh, ironically, I agree with him. Uh, I think that uh, presidents over the years have shown that they can pretty much do damn near anything that they want within reason. Obviously, Joe Biden wants to sign over student loan debt, despite what the Supreme Court says. Uh, well, since this is done outside of the Supreme Court, I think he's probably going to get his wish. Vivek Ramaswamy has uh, specifically given his own support to the idea of shutting down the FBI. I think that's a great idea. What we need to do is release that report by John Durham, which details the origins of the FBI and their investigation into the fake allegations uh, of uh, Russia collusion between President Trump and the 2016 election. Uh, he never colluded with Russia. He never did anything with Russia. Hillary Clinton colluded with Russia. She's the one who bought the Russian dossier to use against President Trump, full of lies and slander. Now, he has also vowed to pardon people that have been convicted of what he calls political persecutions. Those would be uh, the, the men from January 6th. So I have to say, I, I like what Ramaswamy is uh, is talking about, the things he's laying down. However, I don't agree with him actually running against Donald Trump. Let's go ahead and take a listen. on stage that you don't have a lot of experience you don't have any experiencing experience running governments etc cetera, etc cetera. is that really necessary in today's world to have the experience is it is it honestly that different than running the world's largest corporation and reining it in and getting it right i think it is i think the fact that it is different is a good thing because i think that one of the things that happens when you actually Hang on, we'll fact check that. Um, Maga memes and uh, guy with cats. We'll, we'll fact check that because that's not the first time I've heard someone say that George Soros somehow financed Vivek Ramaswamy. Um, I think it's something that you know it, it's worth looking up to uh, to vet. But let's continue. Go through this totem pole and ladder of government is that you become acclimated to its ways. So I'm coming in with a clear sided view, Glenn of shutting down most of the administrative state. How realistic is that? Very realistic. So first of all, do it on strong legal authority. So I'm a unique combination. I don't like to brag a lot, but I'm a CEO, but I've also studied the Constitution deeply. And the Supreme Court right now shares my view of the Constitution. The U.S. president already has statutory authority. The Presidential Reorganization Act of 1977 says you can shut down redundant agencies. Well, when I look at what the DEA does and what the U.S. Marshals do, there's my legal justification for shutting down the FBI without asking Congress for permission or for... Boom! I can get behind that 100%. And this also gives President Trump a framework to clean up the federal government when he gets back into office. Department of Education? Nix it. We don't need it. Department of Energy? We don't need it. FBI? Get rid of them. The CIA? Well, the NSA already helps out with spying, so we'll get rid of the CIA. The State Department? Oh, my gosh. All across the board. Uh, that would be an incredible, incredible thing. And uh, I like what Vivek is saying. Now, let's go ahead and uh, fact check. Let's fact check. Um, uh, did George Soros pay for Vivek 
Ramaswamy. How do you spell his name? Let's try that. Vivek Ramaswamy paid to get Soros connection erased. That's coming from the Huffington Post. Wikipedia editor says they were paid to change Vivek Ramaswamy's page. Let's take a look. An entrepreneur vying to be the Republican candidate for presidency allegedly paid to change the Wikipedia page about him, according to a disclosure made on the community encyclopedia. I will say this. Just because it's on Wikipedia does not make it so. I, I Back in the day when I had uh, business clients, there was a particular client who had a Wikipedia entry about him. There was a bunch of slanderous stuff in there. Uh, I thought I could just go in and edit it. But, of course, the Wikipedia editors would not allow anything to be changed. But So that includes scrubbing the fact that Ramaswamy received the Paul and Daisy Soros Fellowship for New Americans in 2011 and his role in Ohio's COVID-19 response team. So let's take a look. The Paul and Daisy Soros Fellowship for New Americans. Now, um, I I will say this. We were obviously talking about this earlier. Education is expensive. Back in 2011, if uh, Vivek Ramaswamy had monies available to him through uh, uh, foundations and and uh, scholarships and stuff, uh, I mean, it's totally normal for people to apply for as many of them as they possibly can. Your financial advisor is going to come to you with a list of uh, possible opportunities that you have to get your education paid for so that you don't have to get loans. So just because he got this fellowship does not indicate to me that he is somebody who was actually financed by George Soros. I would think that um, that would be very unlikely. Let's take a look at MSN as well. Long shot presidential candidate accused his prospective Republican rivals of parroting him. He's made an intentional effort to conceal his own biography, even paying a Wikipedia editor. Um, Let's see. According to the article's history, the editor removed lines about Ramaswamy's receipt of the Paul and Daisy Soros Fellowship for New Americans. Paul Soros was the older brother of billionaire funder of leftist causes, George Soros. So not the same person. I'm not as familiar with Paul Soros. Uh, And of course, Soros is a major supporter of Democrats. Now, uh, also removed was his presence on Ohio's COVID-19 response team. I mean, you know, what do you know? You know what you know at the time that you know it, and, uh, and, and, and you get educated as time goes on. So, Let's go ahead and look into the Paul and Daisy Soros Fellowship for New Americans. Uh, All right. So uh, it's made up of 30 outstanding immigrants and child children of immigrants from all over the country and the world who are pursuing a graduate school here in the United States. Graduate school is uh, expensive, guys. So there are more than 1,800 applicants. Each of the recipients was chosen for their potential to make significant contributions to the United States and will receive up to $90,000 in funding over two years. So uh, on its face, I don't think that this means that Vivek Ramaswamy is controlled. Uh, this is a, a pretty normal thing. Um, and coming, I also have like a nonprofit background. So I understand uh, a lot about grant writing and uh, seeking funding. This is the kind of thing that you would expect. If it's only open to immigrants, obviously that's a rather small talent pool. And uh, that would make it a lot more likely that somebody could potentially get that award and then they wouldn't have to pay for grad school out of their own pocket. So, uh, so I would say this is a uh, mixed bag, a mixed bag here. And I think that uh, he is a good speaker. 
Uh, let me see. Um, okay. So, yeah, I mean, you can make your own mind up about uh, Vivek Ramaswamy, you know, but I mean, you, you look through uh, any of these, think think about the people that we're talking about here, okay? Um, you know, it's it's like President Trump. You know, people look at certain aspects of President Trump's past history, and there are some people who say, you know, ah, we can't trust him at all. Look at that one thing. You know, oh, he had Jeffrey Epstein to Mar-a-Lago. So based upon that alone, we can't trust President Trump. Well, they will ignore the other things that he's done or the fact that he helped uh, take Jeffrey Epstein down when uh, Palm Beach PD were trying to go after him. Uh, they will also forget the fact that President Trump kicked him out of Mar-a-Lago. So I'm not saying don't use your own personal discernment and investigatory skills to make up your own mind. I'm saying that we have to make sure that we're not throwing the baby out with the bathwater. Vivek Ramaswamy is not going to be the Republican nominee for president. But I I think that uh, paying careful attention and really uh, evaluating what it is we're talking about here uh, is something that makes a big difference. So Mike Pence, let me ask you guys this. Uh, are you on the team that says that Mike Pence, uh, should be Donald Trump? Let, let me get a, let me get a, 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 a ones and twos, ones and twos. Um, hang on. Uh, still nothing over on Donald Trump's rumble channel. Okay. Give me a one. If you think that you would like to see Mike Pence back in the white house with Donald Trump, give me a two. If you would like anybody other than Mike Pence to be Donald Trump's vice presidential pick. No, no, no <laughs> cats already. No, no, uh, I am not. I am not in favor of Mike Pence. I would be a number two. Yes, John. Yes. <laughs> John loves Mike Pence. Now for me, let me just say this. Yeah. Nobody wants, Oh, uh, we do have a, a Gustav. Okay. Gustavo Case has won. So here's here's my opinion. <laughs> oh, two so many twos, ten. <laughs> anybody, anybody but so I think that it's entirely possible for Mike Pence to have done exactly what Donald Trump wanted him to do. And it's okay for me to want anybody other than Mike Pence to be vice president again. John is absolutely in love with Mike Pence. You know, I mean, I get what he says or his opinion. You know, uh, Mike Pence, uh, you know, he, he was a patriot because Donald Trump chose him for his uh, his VP. Um, and, uh, of course, you know, I mean, when you look at uh, John's theory of devolution, I mean, Mike Pence would have to be a good guy. But that doesn't mean that he has to remain Donald Trump's running mate now and into the future. Well, based upon Mike Pence's performance with Tucker Carlson on stage, I feel like he is not doing himself any favors to ingratiate himself back with uh, the people of the United States of America. Take this into account. The things that Mike Pence are doing and saying, I think, are political suicide. And perhaps that's the point. You know, if Mike Pence is really a good guy, maybe he's throwing himself on his sword for Donald Trump so that more and more people will just continue to flock back to the Teflon Don. So I Mike Pence was asked specifically about electronic voting machines, and apparently he did not want to say that we need to get rid of them. That, to me, is a major red flag. Now, whether whether Mike Pence truly believes that or not, I think it doesn't matter. It's the implication. It's 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 the per the the perception 
that the American people have when talking about this. Mike Pence in this statement represents the the American political oligarchy that put electronic voting into place so that they could continue to steal elections. Let's go ahead and take a listen. It's the first state to do this. I'm somebody that believes that you ought to be required to give a picture ID when you go in to vote. We ought to have voter ID in every state in America. Okay, what else, Mike? What else? But with regard to voting machines, I would tell you we had them in Indiana, but they, in Indiana and elsewhere, they produce paper ballots. Recounts were taken in in, uh, states around the country. I think it's absolutely essential that we do everything in our power to restore public confidence in the How are you going to restore public confidence without admitting to the American people that electronic voting machines present a wild opportunity for bad actors with access to stack the vote, to stuff the ballot box and and Mike to manipulate the result? Okay, it's been shown in so many different ways Democrats and Republicans both have talked about this, but as the issue of pedophilia, institutionalized pedophilia, it's not a political issue. Electronic voting machines are not a political issue either. You know, uh, you might say that Mike Pence making these statements about electronic voting machines turn Americans even farther away from them. In the one person, one vote principle at the heart yeah. of this republic. Why not just get rid of electronic voting machines and call it a day and then we don't have to debate it. Well, I'm uh I would certainly be open to that. Is there a downside? <laughs> but, but what I what I believe Tucker is that states govern elections. States ought to conduct our elections. In fact, our founding fathers debated this at the Constitutional Convention. Okay, so Mike Pence is a great speaker. Okay, I will give him that. And I think that uh, there is a reason that Donald Trump chose him. Um, But I I think that in the same way that people are just ready to write Vivek Ramaswamy off, I don't think that people should be ready to just write Mike Pence off uh, or to believe that simply because Donald Trump has never said anything bad about him, that doesn't mean he can't be criticized. I think that Donald Trump is calculated, and I think that everything he does has meaning. Uh, and quite often, you know, the same can be true of uh, many of these people in positions of power in American politics. Uh, my, my point is uh, that since we don't know everything, Uh, that it would behoove us to withhold judgment to the degree that we begin to pick up passionate uh, uh, positions behind these things. You don't have to like Mike Pence, okay? Um, But I think that Mike Pence uh, is a guy who's out there making his voice heard for a reason. It depends on how we take that information and how we use it. I think this is an educatable moment for the American people. Why would Mike Pence, why would any politician have a problem with getting rid of electronic voting machines? Like Tucker said, is there a downside? Well, the downside is that the politicians can't continue to cheat. Doesn't mean that Mike Pence is doing it. Anyways, uh, so let me continue on. 
and just say thank you to Fredo Awakening. Oh, Fredo, I got your I got your message, man. I'm so I, it was late at night and uh, I forgot to reply, but I intended to. I will reply to you. He says Pence showed some pretty legit, pretty legit disdain for Tucker. I don't think he's faking anything. Devolution can still exist with Pence. Pence being a twat waffle. Yes, I absolutely agree with you. Oh, Trump is live. Hold on, hold on. Why isn't this working? Stand up next to you and defend her still today. Cause there ain't no doubt I love this land. God bless the USA. Here we go, guys. From the lakes of Minnesota. To the hills of Tennessee, across the plains of Texas, from sea to shining sea, from Detroit down, down to Houston, Houston New York to LA, where there's pride in every American heart, and it's time we stand and say. Look at him. So regal. Thank you, Charlie. Well, thank you very much. And thank you very much to Charlie. I'm thrilled to be back with the proud, young, conservative patriots of Turning Point Action and Turning Point USA. Yes. And I want to thank our good friend Charlie Kirk for everything that he's done to build Turning Point. It's incredible what he's done in a very short period of time into one of the most powerful grassroots organizations in the entire nation. It's really uh, timing. Timing couldn't be better. Do you agree with that? His newest project for mobilizing early voters will be a difference maker in the next election, and it's going to make them... It's going to make it a much more difficult job to cheat because we're going to swamp them. You know, when you start swamping them. But they cheat. They cheat. They'll do anything they can because they don't have policies, open borders, no voter ID, high taxes, high interest rates. Uh, the only way they win is by cheating. 
We're also delighted to be joined by representatives Matt Gates. Where's Matt Gates? I love Matt. Where is he? He's great. Thank you, Matt. Thank you, Matt. No, I'm glad you stayed, Matt. I'd be very disappointed. Now, he's a great, great gentleman and a brave man, too, I will tell you that. Anna Paulina Luna. Anna. Thank you. Very great job. I watched those speeches. Another man that uh, is going places and he's going places fast. Spectacular person, friend of mine, Byron Donalds. Byron. Byron. Thank you, Byron. I can't miss him. I can't miss him. Big and strong. <laughs> a man running as a candidate, Republican candidate. I think he's going to do very well, too. A state that we won by a lot twice. And that's the state of Ohio. We love Ohio and we love Bernie Marino. Bernie, where are you, Bernie? Bernie Marino. Bernie, I hear you're doing well. A man who's gone through hell, but he's kept going and he's smart and he's strong and people love him. Not everybody, but people love him and respect him. Roger Stone. Where's Roger? Roger Stone. Yes. Byron Donalds for <laughs> VP. I'm right there with you. And another man, I, you know, I said, maybe I shouldn't uh, be introducing him because uh, he's a consumer man. He's not really a political man, but he turned out to be a very good political man. He understands what's happening. And every time I introduce him, he gets a tremendous applause. Mike Lindell. Mike. Good, Mike. He never lets us down. And speaking of fighters, this is a true fighter. A, this is a real fighter. This is not a fighter with the lips, the mouth, the teeth. This is the real deal. He's a champion fighter at UFC. He's got a huge fight coming up, one of the biggest. I don't know how the hell they do it, you know, 400, 500 shots to the head. And he's smarter than hell. I mean, how does that work? But he's here with us, champion Colby Covington. Where's Colby? Now, if I ever saw him on the street, I'd say I could take him. But it would be over fast. It would be. It would not. Millions of people every day are reaping the health benefits of using cannabis oil, also known as CBD. This new product derived from hemp has fascinated doctors and scientists around the world for its powerful effects on the human body. If you are in need of alternative methods for health empowerment, please visit www.naturalhempoil.com. That's www.naturalhempoil.com. CBD is now legal in over 40 states, and our products are non-psychoactive and contain less than 0.3% THC levels. We also offer products for household pets. NaturalHempOil.com does not claim to treat cancer, PTSD, epilepsy, anxiety, insomnia, joint pain, eczema, or any chronic condition that you may have been diagnosed with. Please consult with a doctor before you take CBD. Results may vary, so give our natural CBD a try at www.NaturalHempOil.com. That's www.NaturalHempOil.com.
Energy bills are rising at a historic rate, and there's no end in sight. That's why tens of thousands are using this amazing little device from SavePowerBills.com. It's a small but smart gadget that stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your electronics. Just plug it into your home's wall outlet to help lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills every month. Order now to get 65% off plus many free bonuses before they sell out by going to SavePowerBills.com. That's SavePowerBills.com. Order now. Energy bills are rising at a historic rate, and there's no end in sight. That's why tens of thousands are using this amazing little device from SavePowerBills.com. It's a small but smart gadget that stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your electronics. Just plug it into your home's wall outlet to help lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills every month. Order now to get 65% off plus many free bonuses before they sell out by going to SavePowerBills.com. That's SavePowerBills.com. Order now. Violent crime across the U.S. has skyrocketed. Between mass shootings, homicides, kidnappings, burglaries, and carjacking, it's never been more vital to learn how to protect yourself. This is why tens of thousands are choosing the Fighter Flare Flashlight. The Fighter Flare Flashlight includes an ultra-bright 800-lumen light, powerful strobe lighting modes for self-defense, a glass-breaking hammer, a built-in power bank, solar-powered recharging, rope and wire cutter, siren, high and low LED lighting modes, and much more. Simply place your order now to get 66% off along with many other free bonuses before they sell out by going to www.fighterflare.com. Order now at www.fighterflare.com fighterflare.com A human catastrophe is closing in. Nobody knows how far this one is going to go. You can feel the heat as tension is rising globally. War is expensive. Open a Noble Gold Investments IRA today, and you can claim a free 3-ounce silver American virtue coin. Just use the promo code GOLD. Go to noblegoldinvestments.com now. Past performance may not be indicative of future results. Investing in precious metals, including gold, involves risks. Consult with your tax attorney or financial professional before making an investment decision. If I was trying to impress somebody, it would not be impressive. Kobe, thank you, and good luck with the fight. We'll try and be there. Great. Thank you very much, Kobe. One of the greatest... He has no idea I'm doing this, but that's okay. Because he likes to keep his life private. He's one of the greatest businessmen in America, anywhere in the world, actually. What he's done is unthinkable, unbelievable. He took Marvel from a little company, bought it out of bankruptcy, and made it into one of the biggest, most powerful movie companies anywhere in the world. One of the largest owners of Disney stock. I don't think he's thrilled with the the woke Disney, but I read today where they're going the other way now. That's good. But his name is Ike Perlmutter, and he's a spectacular man. Just spectacular. Where's Ike? Where's he? Tell me that audio is better, you guys. I tuned in a little bit. He wants no adulation either. He just loves working and employing lots of people. But he uh, he's done many, many companies, and he's been one of the most successful businessmen on the planet. 16 months from now, each of you will vote in the most important election of your lifetimes. This will be the most important election. With your country, your freedom, and your future on the line, we are in trouble. This country is in trouble. The election will decide whether your generation inherits a fascist country or a free country, whether you will have a rule of tyrants or the rule of law, whether Marxist radicals burn our civilization to the ground, which they're looking to do, or young patriots like you propel America to glorious new heights greater than ever before. Side by side, we're going to fight and we're going to win. We have no choice, actually. That's right. Remind me to tell you guys some thoughts. We're going to evict 
Crooked Joe Biden. You know, I took the name off of Hillary. You know that, right? Everybody here knows that. It was Crooked Hillary. I was very successful. But I think she's out of it now. But no, I thought it was more appropriate uh, because he's crooked as you can get. This is the most dishonest president in history. And I wouldn't have said it. You know, I have I have pride in the presidency and respect for the presidency. I wouldn't have said it. But I say things about him over the last three weeks that I would have never said before about any president. Uh, he is a corrupt, horrible, incompetent man, and he's destroying our country, and we have to have it changed. And with God's help, we're going to save America on November 5th, 2024. And when I said originally in 2016, it's the most important election, I meant it. This is far more important. This is far more important because our country is ready to go down ready to go possibly into world war three and this won't be a war like others this will be a nuclear war and the level of destruction it's called obliteration it's not two army tanks going back and forth shooting at each other this is big stuff and we have a man who's grossly incompetent who doesn't even know where he is who can't put two sentences together and this is the man that's telling us what we're going to be doing under biden Hope and opportunity for young people, so many young people here, are being utterly extinguished. In the Biden economy, one-third of Gen Z and millennials have no savings accounts and no saving whatsoever. They have nothing. They have nothing. Home ownership has been pushed out of reach for millions with the rate of 30-year mortgages up 177 percent since I left office. And by the way, that's nothing compared to energy, where we were energy independent. And now you look at what's happened to energy. We're getting our energy from Venezuela. You believe that one? Real wages collapsed 26 months in a row. Real wages because of inflation and various other things that are happening. Typical Americans have seen their incomes crushed by $7,400 a year since Biden took office. Think of that. Each year, $7,400. That comes out of very, very official offices. This is the number, the biggest pay cut in many decades. Nobody's really seen anything like it, I don't believe. Millions of illegal aliens have stormed across our borders. It's an invasion of our country. That's an invasion just like a military invasion. Our rights and our liberties are being torn to shreds, and your country is being turned into a third world hellhole ruled by censors, perverts, criminals, and thugs. But as I stand here tonight, I know that the young conservative warriors, and you are warriors of Turning Point, will never let this happen. You can't let this happen. Every day you defend our values, and you never yield, and you never will yield to the radical left. That's why you are the ones who are going to take back America. You are the ones who are going to make America great again. From the earliest days of our republic, every generation has been called to defend America. You always have that defend, but people say it not with the bravado that they say it now, because now they really mean it. We're in big trouble. Today, the greatest threat is not from the outside. The greatest threat is the sick, sinister, and evil forces trying to destroy our nation from within. 
If you have the right leadership, China is not a problem. If you have the right leadership, Russia is not a problem. They would have never done what they did. Believe me, they would have never done. And I spoke to Vladimir. Did you see the other day, two days ago, he called? He told the he's talking to the president of Ukraine. Then he said, uh, Vladimir, he meant Zelensky. Vladimir over here. No, oh, I mean, uh, huh. <laughs> that was one of the good days, too. Vladimir. Vladimir, I'd like to thank you for being here. Oh. Actually, he didn't know he made a mistake there to tell him. Your task, your calling, your historic mission is to liberate America from these communists, fascists, Marxists, globalists, and warmongers who want to plunder the future of our country. And that's exactly what we are going to do together when we all together become the 47th president of the United States of America. Thank you very much. We need Trump. We need Trump. We need Trump. We need Trump. And by the way, Charlie told me this is the biggest crowd they've ever had. And uh, they had a larger room because there are a lot of people outside that felt that uh, this is the biggest crowd. And I think you loved our four years, but I also think I've, you've watched the last three years and you draw a comparison it makes it even more so but uh, I do appreciate it but it's a record crowd and uh, that's great and I'm very happy for Turning Point and Charlie and everybody else they've come a long way they've come a long way I will quickly stop Joe Biden's inflation nightmare worst inflation in many years they really don't know how many they say 52 but I think it's much higher than that restore energy independence and bring down interest rates so that young people can once again afford to buy a house and a car, the basic American dream. The American dream is dead under Biden. We will have the American dream back very soon. We will rapidly rebuild the greatest economy in the history of the world. We had that. You know, we did it twice. I did it the first time, and then we had COVID come in, a gift from China, and that came in, and when I gave it up, we had a rigged election, and when I gave up the, uh, the reins, so to speak, uh, we had the stock market was higher than it was before COVID came. The day before COVID came, and we had a higher stock market, despite the hell that the whole world had to go through because of what came out of the Wuhan labs. And I used to say that, the Wuhan labs, they used to censor me. They used to say, oh, that's terrible. It turned out to be we were right. We were right about a lot of things. We're right about almost everything, maybe everything. Yes, he but we'll was. do that once again. After 50 years of leftist domination of the universities, I will take bold action to reclaim our colleges from the communist left. Anti-American radicals will no longer be given a free hand to dominate our institutions of higher education. Using my leverage, and it's a tremendous leverage, and I used it before very well. You know, we put Thank penalties you. on them if they wouldn't let conservatives or anybody speak. Big, big penalties. All of a sudden, everybody was invited to speak. I don't know if anybody knows that, but you sort of felt it. 
but it was very good. But it was somewhat artificial because they were doing it because they would have had huge monetary penalties. But at least we were getting the word out. Everybody should be able to speak. But using my leverage over college accreditors, we are going to choke off the money to schools that aid the Marxist assault on our American heritage and on Western civilization itself. The days of subsidizing communist indoctrination in our colleges will soon be over. And, you know, I will say this. This is a, I would say, very largely conservative group. I call it common sense group because I think a lot of conservatism is common sense. When they ask you for a definition, it starts with common sense. But uh, I tell them uh, very often that you will be shocked to see colleges, even the ones that you hear are most liberal. We have tremendous numbers of people out there, I think even more. They don't speak up as much, but they're starting to speak up. You know, when you see Bud Light and when you see all of the things that have happened, I mean, you take a look at that. They're down 37 percent. The company is nobody's ever seen it. And, you know, the the radical left has always used that. They've used their buying power. They'd sort of name a company and go after a company. We've never done it. That just happened uh, by osmosis, actually. But it's also <laughs> happening. I heard Target mentioned today and various others. And we have tremendous power to make sure that our country goes down the right tracks. We're going to smash the Marxist diversity, equity, and inclusion bureaucracies that are driving up tuition costs and sticking you with crushing debt. And for any universities that want federal student loan dollars, we will also require them to offer real job placement and career services, as well as options for accelerated and low-cost degrees. Uh, these institutions have gone up. The pricing has gone up more than just about any industry. You, you look at their costs, and they drive them up because the federal government gives loans to everybody, so it's more expensive. But somebody has to pay back that loan, except under Biden. But the Supreme Court decided that that wasn't going to happen. My administration will strictly enforce last month's landmark Supreme Court decision to move our country forward with a merit-based system of education. It makes so much sense. In other words, if you get great marks and if you've worked hard and you did all of the things, you're going to get into that college. Somebody with half of the energy and the marks and all of the things necessary to get in. That's what we have to have. We have to have our absolute most brilliant people. This is such a competitive world. We have to have our most brilliant people going to the most brilliant schools and universities. And now that's what we have. These are these are some of the things that we've done for this country. And they are big. And a lot of them people didn't think would happen. And if colleges persist in continuing to violate your civil rights, we will have their endowments severely taxed and fined, and a portion of the seized funds used as restitution for the victims of these racist practices. They're really racist practices. In addition, I want to close the Department of Education and move education back to the states where it belongs yes. and where parents have total control of their children's lives. That's a big thing. You know, we have the worst education system just about in the world. We spend more per student by double and triple 
than any other country, and yet we're ranked at the bottom of the list, like out of a group of 40 nations, we're 38, 39, and yet we're double and triple per pupil the cost. We're going to move it back to the States, let the States, we'll have a little tiny, tiny little, just to make sure they're teaching everybody English, you know, a little bit of guide. We want to make sure they're teaching English, but uh, a little tiny coordination, but not much. Like about, how about an office the size of this podium, one person. <laughs> Nevada, you got to do a little bit better. No, we're going to do a job. We're going to do a job and we're going to have great education. And, you know, it's uh, much more pinpointed this way also. And the parents can be much more involved. It's not this big bureaucracy. And then we'll be able to sell all those buildings that are occupied right now for so much money. So much money. Pay off debt. Pay off a lot of the debt. And we have plenty of it. Under my leadership, we will bring back free speech in America just last week. We've had some amazing rulings, you know that. Just last week in a historic ruling, a brilliant federal judge ordered the Biden administration to cease and desist from their illegal and unconstitutional censorship in collusion with social media. In other words, the election was rigged. Just, that's just another way of saying That's just another way of saying it. You can say stuffing the ballots, and we have that, too. We have everything you can have. But that's another way of saying, in fact, they did a report, some of the great pollsters, Fabrizio and McLaughlin and some of the great ones, and they said anywhere from 10 to 17 points difference because of what they were allowed to do. So that was a rigged election in so many different ways. A lot of this is just coming to light. Uh, if you saw the FBI Twitter, if you saw what happened with Facebook, DOJ, uh, terrible, terrible thing. If we don't have free elections and great elections and honest elections where everybody believes in the election and we don't have strong borders, we don't have a country. And we're going to bring our country back. We're going to take our country back under the next Trump administration. The censorship industrial complex will be defunded, dismantled and destroyed. We're going to destroy it one hundred percent. And any federal bureaucrat who had a hand in illegally silencing the American people will be fired immediately. Is yes. that okay? That's what we need. We got to go hard. Ultra MAGA. Fire them all. This is just the start of what we will do for America's young people. We have to do it for the young people because the young people want to have a great country as they get older, they want to have a great country for their children and their grandchildren. It's no surprise that we're very big in the polls, very, very big. We have been like a rocket ship. It's been very nice to watch. I'm pleased to report that I heard you weren't too happy with this particular uh, network, Fox. But <laughs> boo, boo, but. Boo. him so much. Look at his face. <laughs> now I was watching. He's a master. I was watching. Now I, I understand you exactly, but not exactly friendly. But in the Fox Bowl that was just released, which is which makes it even bigger if you think about it, we lead the field by 50 points among young voters. Think of that. With Trump at 64 percent and a gentleman named Ron De Sanctimonious at 14%. He's at 14%. And I don't know why he's not here this couple of days, but he should be here. 
He should be here representing himself. In this week's morning consul poll of voters nationwide, it's Trump 56 percent, DeSantis at 17 percent. In Ohio, we're ahead by 44 points. In Tennessee, we're up by 49 points. In New Hampshire, we have a great team and we love those people. We lead by 37 points. And when asked who's the best to improve the economy, it's Trump by 54 to 18 in Iowa, 55 to 11 in New Hampshire, 59 to 12 in South Carolina, and 65 to 10 in Nevada. Kobe, that's where Kobe comes from. You hear that, Kobe? So they have plenty of money to pay you when you win your fights, which you always seem to do. Then we're leading Biden by a lot in the recent echelon poll of swing states. We're up by seven points over Biden. You know, it doesn't sound it's actually a lot, but it doesn't sound like much. You know, they have a natural advantage. Uh, They have certain states rigged or not. I don't know. We'll figure that out at some point. But they have certain states and it's seven's a lot. But we have another poll. We're up 10. We're up 11. We're up nine and we're up 12. That's a lot. You know, hard to believe. That's a lot. Uh, you'd almost say, who the hell would vote for this guy? The whole thing is such a mess. But they have a natural constituency. What can I tell you? You know who the constituency is. And uh, a lot of that constituency, like unions as an example, a lot of them are voting for us. Maybe the top guy who's a you know natural, taken care of by the Democrats. But I'll tell you, those unions are voting for us. And a lot of people that traditionally don't vote Republican, they're just fed up. You know... They're Democrats, but you have a lot of great people that love our country. They want to make our country great again. They want to make America great again. They're going to vote for us. We had a big turnover and a big crossover in uh, 2016. We have it now, too. We had it in 2020. Actually, we had it much more in 2020. We got a hell of a lot more votes than we did in 2016. Yep. And by the way, in the brand new Florida Atlantic poll, good poll, Atlantic University, we are totally dominating DeSanctus, right here in the state of Florida. (laughs) So we want him to get home and take care of insurance because you have the highest insurance in the nation. And the bill that they passed made it very good for the insurance company. All the money that he's using, which now is stopped because all of the people that were supporting him, they're saying, hey, wait a minute, you're down by 57 points. You know, they may like him or they may not. But they don't want somebody that's down 57 points. And, uh, no, you know, don't. They don't, they're not stupid people. They're smart people. In fact, all of a sudden, I'm getting calls from people. They're saying, you know, sir, I just called to say hello. I said, I thought you were a DeSantis follower. Goes, oh, no, not at all. That was a false report. All right. <laughs> it was never that close, by the way. It was never that close. But it was at 21, 22 points. That's a lot different than 50 and 60 points. But... Running for a hopeless cause is election. It should be used to support the party winning against crooked Joe Biden in November 2024. We got to fight together. We have to all get together and we have to fight. I watched some of those interviews given by Tucker yesterday. Tucker's terrific. And I watched some of the interviews and I'll tell you, there wasn't, it wasn't a pretty picture. If you watched them, they were, they were bad. I hope you didn't watch because it would, like life-ending, career-threatening for those people. Some of them, I won't tell you who, but some of them were really bad. Now is the time. Yeah, when a guy gets, he's polling at one. One. 
One guy actually was, I'm sure it was a typo. Probably it was because so many people vote illegally, so it probably wasn't a typo. He's at zero with an arrow pointing left. <laughs> and I say, how the hell does that happen, Matt Gates? How does that happen? And you know what happens? It's zero. That's because you have more than one voter. So, you know, you have, uh, you have a family that votes 19 times instead of two times. Now is the time when Republicans should be using those funds to build a state-of-the-art vote-gathering operation to swamp the Democrats' cheating and ballot harvesting. Yep. Instead, the sanctimonious and his establishment handlers are wasting such precious time and resources to divide the party. They're dividing the party, although... He's dropping so quickly, he's probably not going to be in second place much longer. I wonder who he's going to be. Maybe it's Vivek. Vivek. (laughs) Could be. He's doing well. Right when we should be uniting against the unprecedented weaponization of law enforcement by crooked Joe Biden and the communist left. So I took the name crooked away from Hillary and we gave her a new name. Beautiful. I call beautiful. It's just so beautiful. And, and, but I took it away because I wanted, I don't believe in the same name for two people. I don't like that. And I've never done this before. You know, I have it, and you have to live with that name for the rest of your life. I'll go over the different names, but I won't, because many of them are now friends of mine, okay? But I took the name Crooked off, and I gave it to Joe Biden because he's so corrupt, okay? So I just think it was better than Sleepy Joe. I came up with Sleepy Joe. Now, maybe he was less sleepy than we thought. Okay. <laughs> As you know, Biden recently ordered his top political opponent, oh, I think that happens to be me, (laughs) indicted and arrested right in the middle of a presidential election that Biden is losing very badly. This is a continuation of the greatest witch hunt of all time, which has been fully exposed in the Durham report, the IG report, by Inspector General Horowitz, who did a fantastic report, and by great writers, journalists, and pundits all over the world, like John Solomon, Lee Smith, Greg Jarrett, Sarah Carter, and so many others. And I have to tell you, they don't get Pulitzer's for this, but if you look at uh, people like Sean Hannity, right? Sean Hannity and Laura Ingram has been really good, and uh, I'll tell you what, Tucker Carlson. I used to say... I used to say, for me, I used to say Tucker's a solid six out of ten. But the last year and a half, he was a ten. That's probably why they canned him, right? He was a ten. Now he's been great. Uh, Jesse Waters. What happened to the audio? We lost audio. We- and Kelly, she was okay. the one that gave me that terrible question where I said only Rosie O'Donnell. Thank God I came up with that. I would have been because she had plenty of other names going. I didn't like that. The place went crazy. Nobody ever heard the other names. So I considered that a very good answer. But but that was a hell of a question. But she has been all and she's been great. And by the way, not to me. She's been great for the country. She wants our country to survive. So it's not for me. Greg Kelly over at Newsmax. The Newsmax people have been really, really terrific. Newsmax has been terrific. Uh, Pete Hegseth is great. Rachel Duffy has been great. Will has been great. They have a terrific show. You know, not all of Fox is bad, I'll tell you. But there is an attitude 
attitudinal, right? It's attitudinal. <laughs> Get Biden to say that, okay? <laughs> but there's so many others at, at many different outlets now. They're seeing it. And even people that weren't necessarily with us, they see that we were right, that our country's going to hell in a handbasket. And they want to they wanna have a country. They want to have a great country. The primary purpose of what they're doing is also very simple and it's uh, never been done in this country anywhere near like is happening now. It's called election interference. It's a form of cheating. You know, it's going to be hard for them to cheat the way they cheated when they used COVID to win an election. This is election interference. It's indicting people, making people go through hell, uh, destroying their families, doing things that nobody ever thought was possible. And this is how they've, this is really how low they've fallen. This is an attempt to win the 2024 election. And so far, and I hope it continues, but so far it's had the opposite effect. I mean, it's really lifted us to new heights because people know it's all bullshit. Okay. They know it. They rigged the presidential election of 2020. We're not going to allow them to rig the presidential election of 2024. There, I, I've got some specific ideas I need to make and sure And Charlie talk about. and all of the people at Turning Point, I know, are going to be very active in the election. Very, very active. And they're not going to let it happen. And he's going to be almost, you could say, in charge of certain states that we won by a lot. And they... They just, what they did was so terrible to this country. The only thing I can say is we've now seen how bad it is, how bad their policies are. So in one way, that's the only way, but in one way, we're showing the world, we're showing the country how bad they are. Open borders, how stupid is open borders. All of these things that they've done to destroy our country so we can actually be more effective in the next four years because of it, because it's so bad what they've done. Charging a former president of the United States under the Espionage Act of 1917. This is meant for developing a nuclear weapon in your basement. <laughs> is one of the most outrageous and vicious legal theories ever put forward in an American court of law. It's considered one of the meanest, most vicious acts. It's a very, very unfair and horrible act that was passed in 1917 and for many, many years in Congress, they've been trying to get rid of it because it's so heinous, it's so horrible. And by the way, Biden has 1,850 boxes of documents. Many of them are classified, and he's not allowing them to stay at the University of Delaware. He's got boxes in Chinatown, D.C., Chinatown. He's got boxes at Penn, the Penn Center, where China gives tens of millions of dollars a year and where he makes a lot of money. And he's got boxes under his Corvette on his garage floor with a garage door that you can cut open with a scissor. We know those doors. You lift them up. They advertise them. You lift it up with one hand. This is the protection. And where Hunter lives, I believe that's where Hunter lives. And these are documents. Now, why hasn't he been charged under this act? Why hasn't he? It's probably 30 times the number of documents. And I had the protection. It's not the protection. It's the law. But I had the protection of the Presidential Records Act. And they don't. It's never been used. This act, this heinous, horrible act, has never been used before for this, anything like this. But it shows you how nasty and horrible this administration is. These are nasty, 
horrible people, the espionage. Think of that, the word espionage. The other is called the presidential records. That's what it is. It tells you exactly what you have to do. And basically it says the president makes the determination. And it's a civil act. It's not a criminal act. It's a civil act. And it only pertains to the president. So it wouldn't pertain to Biden because he wasn't president when he took all those documents. But why isn't he, think of it, why isn't he charged with espionage? It's really, we have a two-tier, but the people of the country will not stand for it. Under the Presidential Records Act, again, not a civil, this is civil, not a criminal law, it had every right as president. You have every right to have these documents, personal belongings, and whatever else there is. Joe Biden didn't have the right. Mike Pence, and let's let him go. He had a couple of documents. Let's let him go. Let's let him go. But he didn't have the right either because he wasn't president. It only pertains to the president. They were not covered by the Presidential Records Act, but these scoundrels and thugs, they all come after Trump. Let's go after Trump. You know why? Because we're leading. If we were down in the polls or if I was not running, if I was in a nice location somewhere getting a beautiful suntan saying, isn't this a beautiful one? But I'm fighting for you. That's all I'm doing. What? What? What a life. But I enjoy it. Because we created, prior to COVID coming in, and then what we did to get it back was incredible. But prior to COVID coming in, created the greatest country ever in history. We had never African-American, Hispanic, American, Asian-American, women, men, uh, people with no diploma, people number one in their class at Harvard, Wharton, MIT, the best schools. Uh, everybody had a job. And even people on the left were calling me, let's get together. <laughs> success can bring the country together. We had the greatest success. That was the most successful period in the history of our country. And when people ask me, you know, because we talk about the left, we talk Marxist, or we talk all this, you know, do you notice how many people, and they're on my side, so I don't want, but do you notice I started using the Marxist and uh, all of fascist, I started putting in certain words into my talks and speeches. Do you notice how many people are now using those words? Everyone's, I noticed coming into the plane, everyone's talking about the Marxists. We've got to stop the Marxists and the fascists, but I don't care if I'm copied because they're right. We've got to stop them because they're bad. But I will tell you, during this period of time, I was getting calls from people that we would consider to be Marxists and fascists and others, people that you would not believe and they wanted to get together. They had never seen anything like it. Everybody was working. We, had, we were energy dominant, really. We were getting ready to be. We were going to sell energy to Europe and to all parts of the world. We were at a level that we've never seen. We had $1.87 gasoline. We had everything going. I had Anwar approved. Even Ronald's friend and uh, some of our people, Roger, as an example, big fan of Ronald Reagan, uh, but uh, he tried to get it done. Anwar couldn't get it done. The Bushes, of course, couldn't get it done. Uh, they didn't come close. But everybody wanted, everybody wanted Anwar. Bigger, perhaps, than Saudi Arabia in terms of liquid gold in Alaska. I got it done. And the first thing they did is canceled it. And they canceled the Keystone Pipeline. And then energy started to go up, and then everything went to hell. And that's what caused the inflation. And we're going to be drilling and we're going to be doing all sorts of things. And inflation's going to come down rapidly. And the interest rates, therefore, will follow. 
And we're going to have a country that I think it'll be unprecedented. Uh, the one thing we have to do is we have to get a lot of the criminals that have been allowed to come into our country. We have to get them out because we have some we have some bad ones. The crucial legal precedent is laid out in the most important case on the Presidential Records Act ever on this subject known as the Clinton, it's Bill Clinton socks case. You know why socks? Because he took it out of his socks. I didn't take it out of my socks. I had boxes piled up in front of the White House and everybody's taking pictures of them because I wasn't hiding anything. He took it out of his socks. After leaving the White House, Bill Clinton kept 79 audio tapes in his socks and in his sock drawer. That's why it's called the Clinton socks case. They included discussions of U.S. foreign policy options, both defense and offense against Cuba, the recordings of President Clinton's conversations with the biggest foreign leaders then in the world, sensitive facts about trade negotiations taken from presidential briefings, discussions with the Secretary of State about the conflict in Bosnia, which was a tough one, and so much more, really big stuff. Took it out. These were recordings. Took him out in his socks. They found him in his sock drawer. Nothing happened to him. Not only was Bill Clinton never even considered for criminal prosecution based on the tapes he took, but when he was sued for them, the government sued him civilly, not criminally. They didn't say, you're going to go to jail under the Espionage Act. But when they sued him, he won the case. Judge Amy Berman Jackson's decision states... And very conclusively, listen to this, quote, Under the statutory scheme established by the Presidential Records Act, the decision to segregate personal materials from presidential records is made by the president during the term of the president and in the president's sole discretion, not other people. Any normal administration, even an opposing one, would consider that to be the end. That's the end of it. But not when it comes to Trump and not when it comes to a candidate that's beating their candidate by a lot. This has never been done before. In other words, not the corrupt Biden regime. The Sox decision also states, quote, the National Archives, listen to this, that's NARA. NARA, very left group, by the way. They mm -hmm. have the Constitution of the United States and the Bill of Rights red flagged. You know why? Because they consider them to be dangerous documents, okay? This is the group that's after me. The National Archives and Records Administration, NARA, does not have, this is her decision, respected, does not have the authority to designate materials as presidential records. It's not up to them. NARA does not have the tapes in question, and NARA lacks any right, duty, or means to seize control of these tapes. The president enjoys, quote, the president enjoys unconstrained authority to make decisions regarding the disposal of documents. Now, this is a law passed in 1977, Presidential Records Act. Neither the archivist nor Congress has the authority to veto the president's decision. Totally up to the president, which is me, does not pertain to the vice president or anybody else. Mm -hmm. The Presidential Records Act does not confer any mandatory or even discretionary authority on the archivist, that's NARA, to classify these records. Under the statute, this responsibility is left solely to the President of the United States, your favorite president, me. 
They indicted me. They think of it. You don't have to be a lawyer to understand those words. That's very as simple as it gets. They indicted me. In other words, whatever documents a president decides to take with him, he has the absolute and unquestioned right to do so. This is a law that was passed and signed. And that's the law, and that's the way it is, and it couldn't be more clear. And I will quote from a paper that I would say has not been on our side too much. But even the New York Times, in a major article, said that when it comes to asking for documents from former president, the only power that NARA has is to say to the president of the United States, pretty please, could we possibly have the documents? Quote, asking nicely is about all they can do. That's all they can do. Think, you didn't hear this stuff. You know, you read about espionage and insurrection. These people are sick. They're sick. And yet, they reported me to the Department of Justice for criminal prosecution. Now, you, see, you hear what the law is. That's the law. By the way, there were many other cases that backed that up, too. I didn't even know that until two days ago. Many other cases backed that up. Nothing like this has ever happened to our country before. That is why no other president, even those who kept far more documents than I, like Biden, who wasn't president, and that's very dangerous, by the way, because he doesn't come under the Presidential Records Act. When he took all this stuff, he wasn't president. But it's never even been investigated. Nobody else was ever even investigated over this, let alone charged with a very severe crime. The good news is the people understand it, they get it, and that's why we're leading by more points than we're... We were doing very well, but it went up. Who else gets indicted and their poll numbers go up? The reason is because people understand it's a political way of interfering with the election. I always had tremendous respect for the office of the president. I had tremendous respect, beyond respect. So I never hit Biden as hard as I could have or as hard as I should have, to be honest with you. I never did. I just had too much respect for the office, even the office of vice president. He was vice president. But now with my indictment, I mean, they arrest you. Think of it. They arrest your opponent in an election, an opponent that's winning by a tremendous amount over this person, and they arrest you. And that's worse than ballot stuffing, I think. But it should have the same kind of an impact. But they didn't know when they raided Mar-a-Lago, which is unprecedented, they took away you take a look at the Fourth Amendment. I mean, they took away my constitutional rights. They raided my home. Think of it. FBI agents pouring into a house, carrying guns of a former president of the United States. It's such a, it's such a serious thing, such a horrible thing. But with my indictment over nonsense and over exactly what I just read to you, where you make the decision for purposes of election interference, I said, you know, now that gloves can come off, because I never thought anybody would do a thing like that. Neither did anybody else. That's right. Setting a precedent, so <clears throat> which we're we going to take advantage of. Be rough, politically rough, but we would never like this, because I would never have said this, even though it's true. But I, I don't think I could have said it before. But now it's very easy to say Biden is the most corrupt president in the history yep. of our country by far. Yep. 
Every time the radical left Democrats, Marxists, communists, and fascists indict me, I consider it to be a great badge of honor and courage. I'm doing it for you. I'm being indicted for you. Better me than you, right? You sit there saying, hey, I'd rather have it. We love our president. Let them indict him. We don't want to be indicted. And I believe the U is more than 200 million people that love our country. Far more than 200 million. Meanwhile, as we've been persecuted for seven years, because this didn't just start with the boxes. I call it the boxes hoax. It's a hoax. But this didn't start with boxes. This started seven years ago when we came down the escalator. Your great first lady, future first lady at the time. And despite having done nothing wrong, the White House just announced they've dropped the investigation into the West Wing cocaine scandal of just a few days. Think of it. They have cocaine going into the White House. They've got more cameras than any building probably in the world. It's opposite the Situation Room. I said it the other day. You know, Situation Room, know it very well. Probably the most important room anywhere in the world. Mm -hmm. That's where war is decided, where nuclear is decided, where everything is decided. They say, oh, gee, we didn't have any cameras. Like hell, they didn't. <laughs> By the way, at Mar-a-Lago, which is not the Situation Room, we had tapes, and we handed over all our tapes, gladly handed them over. Take a look. And then they said, oh, there's somebody walking around with a box. Well, he's allowed to do that. But think of this. We had tapes, and we handed them over. Well, they said they don't have tapes. They don't happen to have it. This investigation, and that's a big deal, the cocaine. The cocaine by itself is a big deal, but it could have been other things. It could have been a dangerous weapon, so to speak, a bioweapon. Uh, but... They ended it in just literally a few days. Now, I've been under investigation from really 2015, from the day I announced. From the day I came down the escalator, and actually, when you think about it, from before that, because it was a poll that was taken where I was leading before. They said, if he ever runs, he's going to win. That, you know, people did tend to know me. That's when I had a nice, easy life. <laughs> what I do for you, you have no idea. I had such an easy life. I had such a good life. I had a great life. But I'm, I'm very glad I did it. Somebody asked me the other day, with all we've been through, thank you very much. I, I appreciate it. But somebody, very, very successful person, man, who's one of the most successful people, said... I don't know how you take it. I said, do I have a choice? Because these are scoundrels. He said, no, I don't know how. Could I ask you a question, President? Well, if you had it to do again, would you do it? Because I did have a great life. If you had it to do again, would you do it? I said, without even a question. Because we did something that nobody else could have ever done. What we did during that period of time was incredible. And more importantly, now we're going to do it again, and we're going to do it even better. So it's, uh, it's never even a doubt. Not, not even a little doubt in my mind. And I have to say, because with all the fake news back there, if I said, oh, gee, I think it would be headlines. He wished he didn't do it. No, no. I'm very glad I did it. And more importantly, what's coming up is going to be uh, greater than ever before. I promise you that. But never forget, our enemies want to stop us because... 
We are the only ones, and that's all of you and me, all working together. Who can stop them? We're the only ones that can stop them. They want to take away my freedom because I will never let them take away your freedom. It's very simple. They want to silence me because I will never let them silence you. And in the end, they're not after me. They're after you, and I just happen to be standing in their way. That's true. But I was starting to say a little while ago that if I were, instead of leading by 30, 40, or 50 points or whatever, a lot, if I were, uh, I noticed Megan, I saw her a little while coming in, it's on the television, and I, I was watching, she was great, and she said, you can't beat him, he's got like a 40 or 50 point lead. But, you know, if I didn't have a 50, let's say I was losing, or let's say I wasn't running, none of this stuff would be happening. Yeah. None of it would. If I, were, if I were down by 20 instead of up by 50, uh, maybe I'd have to be down by 30 or 40. But if I were down in the polls, or if I wasn't running, if I didn't do this, I would not have any of this stuff. You know, they've, they've mobilized the AGs and the DAs, and they actually, in the New York DA, they actually took their top man out of DOJ, and they put their top man. Do you know this, Byron? They took Byron's such an incredible guy, by the way. He made a good speech, too. He made a good speech. He's got a big, big future. All of those three that I introduced have an incredible future. But uh, what they did is something that you just can't do. What they're doing is something that is just not permissible. And people were shocked. Even the fake news was very surprised. I promise you this, that if you put me back in the White House, their reign will be over and America will be a free nation once again. It'll be free. I ran twice. I won twice. I did much better the second time than I did the first. It's true. Getting millions and millions and millions more votes the second time than I did in 2016, and likewise getting more votes than any president in the history, sitting president in the history of our country by far. And you know, I also had the biggest margin. You know, usually when, a, like Obama, he ran, he got much fewer votes, many fewer votes the second time. You know, when he was reelected, he got much less than he did the first time. Most presidents are like that. You know why? Because people get bored. They get bored with their president. You're never going to get bored with me, I promise. <laughs> That'd be so insulting. That'd be very insulting. But from a voting standpoint, no president has ever gone up that much. I went from 63 million. We got 63 and we won. I was told by the pulses, if you could get close to 63 again, you're going to win in an absolute landslide. Well, I didn't do that. I got close to 75 million, but that's what was reported. We got much more than 75 million, and we didn't win. Uh, so explain that one, but we won. And now we're going to do it a third time, and there are going to be no mistakes. We're going to be watching that. We're going to swamp them. One way you really win, you swamp them. You get so much. There's only so many ballots they can produce. And you know what I mean by that. So uh, we're going to swamp them. And I've never seen spirit like this. We've never had, you know, we had great spirit in 2016 and we'd have rallies with 25, 30,000 people. We had a rally the other day in South Carolina where we had over 80,000 people coming on just a few days' notice. It was incredible. 
And we had great support. You know, again, we got many millions of more votes the second time. We had tremendous support, tremendous enthusiasm. We have never, ever had enthusiasm. Even look at this crowd. We've never had enthusiasm like we have right now. And a big part of that is you see how bad they're running our country, how incompetent they are, what China's doing to us, what everybody's doing to us. The country is laughing at our leader. They think he's a gross incompetent, that he doesn't know what he's doing, and he's totally corrupt. Other than that, he's doing a wonderful job, isn't he? <laughs> what a, what a, it's such a sad thing for our country to be represented by this guy. I was watching his recent meetings over in Europe, and he doesn't know where the hell he is. He's on a stage. And he wasn't too sharp 30 years ago. Okay? He was not the sharpest one in the pen. Just think of what we already accomplished in four incredible years. We delivered the largest tax cuts and regulatory cuts in history. And likewise, we built the greatest economy ever in the history of the world. China was going to catch us for 20 years. 2018, China was going to overtake us. We, we were doubling up. We were so far ahead of them, they never had a chance. And if we had a smart president, they would never be able to take us. We achieved energy independence, and energy dominance was going to be there right around the corner for the first time in about 78 years. I think probably more than that. I don't think we were ever dominant. We created the most secure border in U.S. history, built nearly 500 miles of border wall. I hear this sloppy Chris Christie guy. He said, Trump only <laughs> built 47 miles of water. Then they checked with the Border Patrol and the people that do that. Almost 500 miles of wall. And remember this. Remember this. I said, Mexico is going to pay for it some way. They gave us 28,000 soldiers free of charge. That's more than any wall. That's more. And they did that for years because while I was building the wall and Congress fought me tooth and nail, including some Republicans, they fought me like Mitch McConnell. They fought me tooth and nail. And I ended up taking the money out of the military. I took the money out of the military because I considered it an invasion of our country. And we built almost 500 miles of wall. And then I said, we completed that job. And I said, you know, we're going to need some more because people are coming around other areas. So we ordered 200 miles of additional wall. It was ready to be installed. Could have been done in three weeks. It was all there. It was all built. The hard part is getting it there and building it, building it and getting it there. And uh, they didn't want it to go up. And that's when I first, I guess, believed that they actually want to have an open border. It's so crazy. With people coming in, the likes of which you don't ever want in your country. But we got Mexico to give us 28,000 soldiers free of charge. And that was hard. I like the president of Mexico. He's great. He's a socialist, but you can't have everything, right? <laughs> but he's a great guy. And they laughed at me when I said, I want you to supply 28,000. That's what we need, soldiers along the border while we're building the wall. And they said, why would we do that? I said, you just have to do it. Please do it. I would appreciate it. We will not do that. I said, well, are you sure? Uh, then they sent their representative to see me at the State Department with a woman that was very good. She worked on Mexico for 25 years. She said, sir, they'll never do that. She'll never do that. They'll never do remain in Mexico. They'll never do catch and release into Mexico. They'll never do any of these things. I said, yes, they will. No, they won't, sir. They won't. I said, yes, they will. You watch. The guy comes in, the top representative comes into the office. I said, we need you to give us 28,000 soldiers for our border, please. He laughed at me, thought I was a fool. 
And I said, no, 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 don't. Uh, if you're going to give me those uh, soldiers, no, 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 we cannot do that, sir. We cannot. How foolish a request. I said, no, no, you're going to do it. You're going to do it. And if you don't do it, on Monday morning, we're going to put a 25% tariff on every single product coming out of Mexico, including cars, 32% of which you stole from the United States. You know, they took 32% of our car manufacturing business by stupid presidents that allowed it to happen. We didn't allow it to happen. Now it's happening again. I hate to tell you, Michigan and all the states that are so good, it's happening again. They're taking the car business. The electric cars are not going to be built here. They're going to be built in China mostly. But I said to him, I said, uh, I'm signing this, 28,000 soldiers. And uh, what's the story? Sir, uh, I'd like to be able to make a call. Do you mind if I come back? So I told him about the 25% tax tariff. And uh, he comes back about three minutes later. Sir, we'd be uh, delighted to supply you with 28,000. We would be delighted to give you all the soldiers you want. Please don't do that to us, sir. Please, I love I beg this story. You. No, he said we'd be delighted. It, was a, it would be my great honor to give you 28,000 on behalf of the Mexican mm. government. And these were very good soldiers. They were not politically correct either. They were said, you cannot come in. And we had the greatest numbers uh, anywhere. We deported also illegal alien criminals like MS-13 gang members that kill people for fun at a number nobody's ever seen before. Thousands and thousands. I never got enough credit for that whole deal, but we had the safest border in the history of our country. Now we have the most unsafe border, I think, in the history of the world. No country would allow millions of people to just walk across the country. We have no idea who they are. I fully rebuilt the United States military created space force defeated isis something which they all said you couldn't do i did it in four weeks because we have great generals we have great generals we have not the ones that you see on television the real generals that we have (laughs) and we have uh we have great great generals and we brought our troops back home we got them back home but we defeated isis and I was the first president in decades who didn't start a war. I didn't start a war. We had peace through strength. As I was building that military, we got more and more bravado going. But they respected us. We did a great job. But we do. We have great soldiers. You know, it's very important for you to know that we had a case with ISIS. I was told it would take three or four years to defeat ISIS. And we had a... Uh, I wanted to see because I couldn't understand it. You know, they're great fighters, by the way. And uh, I said, I want to go and I want to see what's going on with that because we wanted to go and do ISIS and we wanted to do the Taliban in Afghanistan. And so I went to uh, Iraq and I landed at this big, beautiful Air Force base. cost billions and billions of dollars to build. I landed. In the dark of night, sir, would you please turn off your lights? 21 years, I have to turn off the lights to Air Force One, would you please? And we actually came in in a tanker. And I'm saying, you know, with all the money we spent, 21 years, we're flying in on these planes at dark. And, uh, you know, I tell the story. Uh, Should anybody want to hear the story? (laughs) So I get on Air Force One, and we're getting ready to land in Iraq. And uh, they come, we're about an hour and a half out. Sir, we'd like to uh, turn off all lights in the plane. Oh, why? Why? Why do I have to turn off lights? Sir, we want the plane to be totally dark. We're going to be landing in an enemy zone. I said, we've been fighting him for 21 years. we got the best weapons. What the hell is the enemy zone? But we know, sir, we, uh, we're landing in an enemy zone. So I said, uh, 
all right, close it up. Then they come in, sir, we're going to close all the blinds. They were talking blinds, this. I mean, there wasn't a light in the plane. I couldn't see where the hell I was. I had a meeting with some people. I couldn't even see them across the desk. It was just great. But I said, you know, I want to go up and I want to see the landing and I want to go. I have great respect for these pilots. You know, they look better than Tom Cruise. Okay, these guys, they are the most handsome human beings I've ever seen. I don't like being with them too long because, you know, you get an inferiority complex to Kruka. (laughs) Yes, sir. They're perfect people. You know, the top 10 people, whatever, fly Air Force One, the best people you've ever seen. So anyway, so I wanted to stay with the pilots and, you know, because I'm hearing about this landing. And uh, we're an hour and a half and then half hour. I said, I'll go up with the pilots. So they're leading me along the hallways. It's crazy. Think of it. We can't control that. It's so terrible. And I go and I'm sitting right behind the, uh, the captain, the plane, and uh, him and the, uh, the co-pilot and the others. There were a lot of people up there, all like. Uh, central casting. You could make a movie with every one of them. Could be a star. I'd make bigger stars than they have right now. Today, who the hell do we have? We don't have stars. Today, we have Rosie. Today, we have Rosie. Wasn't that a lucky answer when I gave that to Megan? She just said to me, what a great answer that was, because it cut off that question. That was a horrible question. But so I'm sitting with the pilots. And, sir, we're getting ready to land. And they have, I don't know if anybody sat in one of these big commercial planes, but it's incredible. They have a computer voice. And it goes, that sounds like a person, but it's not. Very official. 1,900, 800, 700. And it goes down. That's feet. Now, 700 feet when you're in a 747 is not high. That's real low. 600, 500. I said, Captain, uh, <clears throat> <laughs> Captain, are we okay? Because, you know, I'm used to landing and you see lights ahead, right? You know, it's called... <laughs> A runway. Yes, sir, we're fine, sir. He's like, you know, oh, um. I'm saying, Captain, uh, I don't see any lights. He said, sir, we don't need them. We have the finest equipment in the world. I said, oh, that's great. 400, 300, 200. Now, 200 feet off the ground, we're in this massive plane. And the wheels are down now. Everything's down. And I see the ground. I see, you know. But everything's like black, just dark, not a light. I say, Captain, we're okay. He goes, yes. And then, bing, boom, 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 boom. We land perfect, beautiful landing. These guys, I don't know how the hell they do it. In fact, I put myself up. I asked my people. I felt so brave in doing this. I said, am I entitled as president to give myself the Congressional Medal of Honor? True. I would have done it, too. I would have done it. I would have done it. I wanted the congressional. I thought I was so brave. I got out of that room. I'm like soaking wet. I'm saying. So I walk out and then the stairs come down. I said, great job, Captain. Stairs go down. And uh, there's a general standing there with another general and a couple of drill sergeants and a master sergeant. And every one of them was like, perfect, perfect. I said, that's the way you're supposed to look. Not that looks mean anything. Of course they don't. We know that, right? But that's the way. So I'm walking down. He says, I said, what's your name, General? He says, Kane, sir. My name is Kane. What's your first name? Raisin. 
That's right, Raisin Cane. Is it Raisin? Your name is Raisin. So your name is Raisin Cane, yes, sir. General, you're the guy I'm looking for. I said, you're the guy. <laughs> then he introduced me to the other general, handsome guy. Then the couple of sergeants, they were great. One of them, drill sergeants. They would have been great in the movies, playing a drill sergeant. And we went... Him, sir, would you like to rest for a while or we could meet you tomorrow? I said, rest. I've been on the plane for 20 hours. He was thinking about Biden. See, he was thinking <laughs> Biden would say, first of all, he wouldn't go there. But he would say, yeah, let's rest for a few days. <laughs> no, I don't want to rest. I want to go and find out what's going on. So we met with General Raisin Kane and a whole staff. I said, so, General, let me ask you this uh, question. We've been fighting ISIS with the best weapons in the world. We've been fighting them for many, many years, decades. And we don't seem to win. And I asked a couple of our Washington generals, who a couple of them I fired. You know that I fired them because I thought they were incompetent. But I asked a couple of our – they were incompetent, by the way. I asked a couple of our generals, why is it that – we can't defeat ISIS. We have the best equipment in the world. We have the best weapons in the world. Nobody even close. We have things that nobody uh, that I won't talk to you about. But we are unlike Biden, where he tells everybody we have no ammunition. How about that one? We have no ammunition, but we're going to give more. Oh, boy. <laughs> By the way, that's classified information. You know that, right? <laughs> I wonder if they're going to prosecute him for that. What a stupid <laughs> thing to say, though, if you're running, you know, what a stupid thing to say, to say you have no ammunition. So I said, so, General... And they tell me it would take years to defeat ISIS, and they're not sure they can do it. Uh, what do you think? Sir, we can have it done in three weeks. This is Raisin Cane. I said, I said, General, explain that, please. Well, sir, when we were here, we only attacked from this base, and this base is very far away. By the time we got there, we had to come back. But we have many satellite bases, and we have other bases in the area. And, sir, we'll hit him from the front, then we'll hit him from the back, we'll hit him from the left, the right, we'll hit him from above, and we'll even go underground if necessary. We'll hit them from so many locations, sir, that they won't know what the shit is happening. <laughs> and I said, uh, how sure are you of that? He said, sir, three weeks, maybe four, but you'll have time left over. Now, you have to understand, I was told in Washington this thing would take years and years. We've been fighting it for years and years. That's why I went to Iraq, to find out why can't we win? Why can't we do this? Why can't we defeat ISIS, okay, the ISIS caliphate? And so I said, General, I'll speak to you during the week, and uh, I appreciate what you told me. And we stayed there for a little while. We had... Uh, lunch and dinner with the troops and then I got back on the plane and we left and I came back and then on Monday or so I called I said you sure you can do it general? I'm sure sir we can do it sir and I said good general let's go do it and he just went wild and then they said called him up I said, I heard you're making great progress. Yes, sir, we're going to have time left over. I told you that, sir. I said, uh, so what's the status? Well, we have them all cornered now. We have a lot of them cornered now. I would like the uh, approval to take them out. I said, you know, these are human lives you're talking about. No, sir. This comes, sir. This comes. <laughs> they kill our people. They kill a lot of people. They kill their own people. They're bad people, sir. And, I mean... Again, you know, I'm telling you this story because we have a great military. 
because you hear these buffoons that can't get out of Afghanistan. They take our military out first. They leave 13 dead soldiers. And what they don't tell you is how many were horrifically wounded. Their face, their arms blown off their... And these are incompetent people. I didn't lose one soldier in 18 months in Afghanistan. Not one. So I said to him, so, General, what do you want to do? Take them out, sir. Just give me the order. I don't know, General. How about surrender? Do you think they'll surrender, sir? They don't know what that means. They don't know what a white flag is, sir. They don't surrender. You know what I'll tell you, General? Fly over them a few times with those big, beautiful X-16s. The F-16s are very scary. I said, just go fly over them, and maybe you'll get them to surrender. They won't surrender, sir, but I'm going to do that. So a couple of days later, he said, sir, we flew over them, and they're not doing anything other than they want to fight. And I said, then what you have to do is you have to do what you have to do. And he did his job. And I'll tell you what. Uh, we defeated 100% of the ISIS caliphate. And I said, now you can come home. Come home, General. Come home. I tell you that story because it's important for you to know our military is great. We just have incompetent leadership, grossly incompetent. That's right. <clears throat> and Putin went into, when Putin went into, look, I mean, it's so sad to see, when he went into Ukraine and he you know, did what he did. He would have never done that in a million years. It wasn't going to happen. I used to talk to him. It was the apple of his eye. I knew that. I knew him very well. I actually had a very good relationship with him. Everyone said, oh, that's horrible. Don't forget, I'm the one that closed down his pipeline. I'm the one that gave them the javelins, you know, the anti-tank buster. When they say Obama gave him sheets, Trump gave him javelins. Uh, I was the worst thing that ever happened to Russia, but I got along with him. But think of it, I closed down the biggest job they ever had, which was a pipeline, which was going to make them so much. Biden, in his first week, approved the pipeline and let Russia build it. I had it turned down. They had started it. It was almost finished, and I stopped it. Who could do that but me? Nobody else is going to be able to do that. Nobody. I mean, I look at all these candidates, and they're lightweights. But no, nobody else is going to be able to do that. So I stopped that. Did so many other things. And then... The disinformation Democrats, these people are disinformation, so all they're good at, they say, uh, Trump is soft on Russia. I was soft on Russia. We wiped out all those tanks with the guns. I gave them, think of the, and all the sanctions I put on. And yet I got along with Putin. But the apple of his eye was Ukraine. I said, Vladimir, don't do it. It'll be so bad for you if you do it. We will hit you harder than anybody has ever hit you. You got lucky with Germany, they froze. You got lucky with Napoleon, they froze. We're not going to freeze. You know, missiles aren't freezing as they're pouring. <laughs> and he didn't believe me, but he believed me 5%. That's all we needed, right? And I had the same conversation with uh, President Xi of China. It was the same, same conversation with President Xi. I said, don't, don't go into Taiwan, President. And I had a great relationship with him, too. You know, it's funny. The ones I got along with best were the tough ones. The weak ones... The weak, squeamish ones, I didn't get along with them so well. You know, I could give you some names, but I won't bother. But the tough ones, Kim, Kim Jong, he's going, please give us. Kim Jong-un, I got along with. Nobody tougher. Tremendous nuclear capability, nobody tougher. When we came down and when I had that little session, seating session, which is traditional with President Obama, he said, the single biggest problem we have is North Korea. I said, have you spoken to him? No. Have you called him? No, but he actually did 11 times, according to Kim Jong-un, which I believe. 
Uh, there aren't a lot of phones over there. They have one phone in the communist headquarters. I mean, so it's not a lot of phones. But we went very nasty. It was a little rocket band, remember? And it was all the different things. I was calling him names. He was calling me names. He said, I have a red button on my desk, and it works for nuclear. I said, I have a bigger button on my desk, and my button really works, you know? <laughs> and we, it, was, it was sort of dangerous. A lot of people thought it was dangerous. Then all of a sudden, I got a call. I'd love to get together. And we got together. We saved the Olympics in South Korea. Nobody was going. Nobody was buying tickets. They didn't want to be bombed out of the stadium. And as soon as that happened, we, we even put North Korea into the Olympics. It was a whole thing. We did a great job. We get no credit for it. But we did a phenomenal job. And there was no threat of nuclear. Remember, I went there and I walked across uh, Secret Service and all of the people said, please don't walk into North Korea. But I did. I walked into it. And boy, there were a lot of guns pointed at me, I'll tell you. But... But we did, and we got along with them great. And we would have had a deal with them had the election not changed. We would have had a deal with Iran. Iran was dying to make a deal because we had them cut off. I told China, if you buy any oil from Iran, you're not going to do any business with us. And they stopped buying oil. Everybody stopped. They were ready to make a deal. We would have made a deal that was great for everybody. No nuclear weapons. You can't give them nuclear weapons. Now they're going to have a nuclear weapon. Now you have, think of this, China is building in Cuba. Okay, does anyone know that? They don't even talk about it. The fake news, they don't want to mention it because it's so bad. But China's building in Cuba. This is 90 miles off our coast, and nobody does. When I get in, they'll be gone within 48 hours. They will be. They will be. Can you imagine? When the Marxists toppled statues of our great heroes, I immediately signed an executive order stating that anybody who even lightly defaced a federal monument in Washington, remember they were going crazy, were statue would get 10 years in prison, no probation, no anything. And three years ago, in September of 2020, I proudly signed the world's very first ban on critical race theory, vanquishing those racist trainings from the federal government long before anyone else had ever heard of them. But all of that was only the beginning. With your support in 2024, we are going to put America first like never before, and we are going to finish the job that we so successfully started. You know, many people, it was four years, but many people say it was one of the most successful presidencies ever. Some people say it was the most successful presidency. When I get back into the Oval Office, I will totally obliterate the deep state. They will be obliterated. And we know all the good ones now. You know, when I went there, I'd only been to Washington 17 times in my life, according to the fake news, and 17 times, and never stayed there. So I wasn't a Washington uh, establishment person. But I didn't know the people. I had to rely on people to give me names. And largely, we got great names. You know, we got the tax cut. We did so much. We rebuilt our military. But there are people that I wouldn't have put there. And I will fire all of these corrupt bureaucrats because now, better than maybe anybody else, I know the great ones, I know the smart ones, I know the dumb ones, I know the weak ones, I know the stupid ones, <laughs> but I know the ones because I know everybody in Washington. I, I, got a, I got a PhD in learning about the people of Washington, and those people that I introduced a little while are at the top of the list too, I will tell you that. And we will create a Truth and Reconciliation Commission to declassify and publish all documents on deep state spying, censorship, and all of the corruption that's gone on in our country. 
Like and before I even arrive at the Oval Office, just all I need is the victory. I don't have to be there yet, but the victory. Shortly after we win the presidency, I will have the horrible war between Russia and Ukraine totally settled. We'll get that settled very quickly. As I said two days ago, Biden gave up a lot of secrets about our, the condition of our country and our military with the ammunition which is very, very classified, and the cluster bombs going to Ukraine. And just the other day, he announced he's sending thousands and thousands of troops, despite the fact that the U.S. military has been so badly depleted already. We're sending thousands of troops. And the problem is, we're in there for almost $200 billion, and Europe is in there for $20 billion. Now, Europe is the same size as us, approximately, if you add all the countries. They're approximately the same size as us, as the United States. And... Why aren't they paying the same amount or more? But they're not. Not a single American mother or father should have to worry that their child will be sent to die in Eastern Europe. And I'll make a deal that's fair for Ukraine and fair for Russia. I mean, we've got we to gotta make a deal. When I was on this crazy show on CNN, I don't know if anybody got to watch it, the <laughs> town hall. <laughs> town hall. You know, they supposedly got the highest ratings in 11 years, and they ended up firing the president over it. <laughs> so we must have done well. They fired the president. It's supposed to be the app. You get your highest ratings, and they should give them a raise, right? But this conflict has to end. And when I'm president, it will be done very quickly, I believe, in 24 hours. Now, somebody like Ron DeSantis cannot do it because he's owned and controlled by the globalist establishment, who always puts America last. We all saw how quickly DeSantis reversed himself on Ukraine. You know, it's funny, the other day they were doing a, a straight news show, and they said, and ladies and gentlemen, we have Ron DeSantis here, and they scream, no, it's DeSantis, you know. So that's called good branding. Do you? They, they can't even get his name right. The guy's oh, introducing no. him as DeSantis. I love that. Oh. By the way, the way I feel about him, just so you know, because it's a very personal meeting. It's a Saturday. We have nothing to do, right? We have nothing to do. But the way I feel, I got him elected. They'll tell you that. He was dead. He was losing to Adam Putnam by a, a margin, like 30 points, some massive margin. It was over. Putnam had 30 million. He had no money. He came to see me. He said, he's looking for a job as a lawyer or something. Pizza parlor, lawyer. And he'll take anything. Pizza parlor. He begged me to endorse him. I said, listen, if I'm Abraham Lincoln... If I'm Lincoln and Washington together, we gave you a joint endorsement. You can't win, you two. For no, sir, if you endorse me in the state of Florida, they love you in Florida. If you endorse me, I'll win. And he helped me on impeachment hoax number one and two a little bit. Not nearly like a great Jim Jordan or any of those guys. But, you know, he was one of 175 congressmen because about 175 would go on television. And I'd see him on television a little bit. So he was funny. So, and I didn't know Putnam. So I said, you know what, Ron, let's give it a shot. <laughs> so I said, give me something you'd like. He gave it to me. I thought it was terrible. I rewrote it. And he went up like a rocket ship. He went up so fast, and he ended up winning the primary very shortly thereafter in a landslide. Then he had to get the guy who, as you know, was a crackhead. But at the time, they thought he was the next great president. He was going to be a president of the United States, a handsome guy. He was going to be the president of the United States. And by the way, uh, I will take Byron over this time. Yes! I, this was not a Byron. good representative. 
This was not a good representative, Byron. But he was a handsome guy, looked good, spoke well, everything was good, and pretty much unbeatable. Him and Stacey Abrams, he was the hottest woman, he was the hottest man, they were going to have a great future. It didn't work out that way. But, but they took him, and Ron said, I don't think I can beat him. I said, you'll beat him. I did three rallies, thousands and thousands. You know the rallies, they're the greatest. We're starting the rallies again now. But the rallies are the greatest. And we had three of them, and he ends up winning. And he said, uh, I won. I said, yeah, I told you, you're going to win. Then, three and a half years later, they scream out a question to him. Will you run against the president? Will you run against him? He goes, I have no comment. I said, no comment? That son of a bitch is going to run against me. I got him elected. So if anybody has any questions as to why I take it a little personally, I do take that a little personally. I know I'm not supposed to. You know, a lot of pro-politicians say, say, don't ever tell a story like that. People don't care about loyalty. I said, I think they do care about loyalty, okay? I actually do. But I'm the only one that can make this promise. It's a big promise, especially for you in this room, because you're young and you have a big life ahead of you. I will prevent World War III. We're going into World War III. This whole thing about sending troops, there's going to be a point at which it's not going to be stopped. To stop the destruction of our national wealth, I will impose a border tariff on all foreign-made goods, everything coming into our country. They're ripping our country, and we're not going to let. We want our products made in American factories by American workers in Florida and other states. And I will also pass what we'll call the Trump Reciprocal Trade Act. That means that if China is charging us 100% for something, we will charge them 100% for something. Woo. If they're 150, we will charge. Right now, they charge us 100. Now, I built it up because we took in billions and billions, hundreds of billions of dollars from China with the tariffs I put on. They want to take them off so badly, but they don't have the courage to do it because politically, I think it would be disaster. But more importantly, financially for us, it would be a disaster. I saved the steel industry. The people that love me the most are the steel people because you wouldn't have a steel industry right now. So if we had a war against China, we'd have to get our steel from China. Does that work? I don't think so. We need some tanks. We need steel. Let's get it from China. Now, we, we saved the steel industry. We will gain total independence from China, and we will hold the Chinese Communist Party accountable for unleashing the China virus upon the world. We will do that in some form, in some form. I will immediately terminate every open borders policy of the Biden administration under Biden. Other countries are emptying out their prisons, insane asylums, mental institutions, and dumping everyone, including the most vicious terrorists in the world, right into the USA. Uh, I have something. Does anyone ever hear the snake? Does, yes. Should I do it? Because yes, we're going to go long. You know, we're going to go a little long. That means you're going to miss your dinner. But I have a feeling you like this better. Do you like this? <laughs> should I do the snake? Should yes. I? Yes. The yes. snake. Do the snake. You know, it's about 100 degrees out, so if we're outside, you'd say, no, please don't do the snake. <laughs> but it's great. This was a, a great song written a long time ago, and uh, we sort of recast it, but it's true. And it has to do with terrorism. Uh, we're allowing people to come in. They're going to destroy our country. We have to get them out. We have to take them out. So this has to do with the fact that people are coming into our country through our borders, very sad and very terrible thing is happening, and many of these people are very bad. On her work, and this is uh, 
Who's heard this, by the way, just before? Who's heard this? That's Give me pretty a good. If you've heard the snake. It's amazing how few, because they do it. But I think it's pretty terrific. On her way to work one morning, down the path along the lake, a tender-hearted woman saw a poor, half-frozen snake. Her pretty colored skin had been all frosted with the dew. Poor thing, she cried, I'll take you in, and I'll take care of you. Take me in, O oh, tender woman, take me in, for heaven's sake. Take me in, O tender woman, sighed the vicious snake. She wrapped him up all cozy in a comforter of silk and laid him by her fireside with some honey and some milk. She hurried home from work that night, and as soon as she arrived, she found the pretty snake she'd taken in had been revived. Take me in, O tender woman, take me in, for heaven's sake. Take me in, O tender woman sighed the vicious snake she clutched him to her bosom you're so beautiful she cried but if i hadn't brought you in by now you truly would have died she stroked his pretty skin again and kissed and held him tight but instead of saying thank you ma'am the snake gave her a vicious bite take me in oh tender woman take me in for heaven's sake Take me in, O tender woman, sighed the vicious snake. I saved you, cried the woman, and you've bitten me, but why? You know your bite is poisonous, and now I'm going to die. Shut up, silly woman, said the reptile with a grin. You knew damn well I was a snake before you took me in. That's the end. Yep. That's the end. That's America right now. The snake. And that's what we're doing. We're taking in people that are very, very dangerous people. We're allowing them to come in, and they're being sent in here by the millions and millions and millions. Following the Eisenhower model, we will use all necessary state, local, federal, and military resources to carry out the largest domestic deportation operation in American history. I will use Title 42, which they ended, to end the child trafficking crisis by returning all trafficked children to their families in their home countries immediately. And to further deter illegal immigration, I will sign a day one executive order ending automatic citizenship for the children of illegal aliens, which brings all of those family members in with them. As the horrific riots in France have proven, we must also redouble our efforts to ensure that anyone who comes to America shares our values and assimilates into our culture. We want people who can love our country and cherish our country. Yes. Under the Trump administration, we imposed extreme vetting and put on a powerful travel ban to keep radical Islamic terrorists and jihadists out of our country, and with great success. You know that. You didn't see anything about that for four years, did you? And you would have seen a lot of it. When I return to office, the travel ban is coming back even bigger and much stronger than before. The United States will not be condemned for the same fate as countries like France, which are truly going through hell right now. I will also order our government to deny entry to all communists and Marxists as required by law. Our bigger problems is getting the ones that we have here out 
<laughs> get rid of them. elected to office, we've got some bad people, shifty uh, shift, and these people are sick people. They're bad people. They're liars and bad, bad people. And I believe they hate our country. Our Democrat-run cities are more dangerous now than they ever have been in history. Crime has risen 100, 200, and even 300 percent. It is out of control with no end in sight. Just a few months ago, a savage illegal alien criminal in Texas with four prior deportations walked into his neighbor's house and executed an eight-year-old boy and an 18-year-old man and three innocent women, two of whom died immediately, along with a six-week-old baby and a three-year-old girl. This all took place in a very short period of time. The same week, an illegal alien in the sanctuary state of California went on a multi-day killing rampage, stabbing to death a 50-year-old man, a 20-year-old college student, and attempted to murder a 64-year-old woman. In the Bronx two weeks ago, a savage criminal previously convicted of attempted murder went into the streets and sprayed a hail of bullets into a crowd, one of them hitting a precious five-year-old girl while she was riding her father's car. In Washington, D.C., on the 4th of July, Washington, D.C., so beautiful and not beautiful anymore. I kept it beautiful. If I saw one tent or two tents or three tents as I was coming in from the airport, I'd have them taken down immediately because I knew that you'd have a hundred tents and a thousand tents if you don't do it. But you should see Washington, D.C. right now. In Washington, D.C., on the 4th of July, nine people were viciously shot in a single drive-by shooting that targeted an Independence Day celebration, including a nine-year-old child. It's about time for the federal government to take over Washington, D.C., and run it properly run it with sense run it strongly and end the crime washington dc crime has become a crime capital of the world our national capital is not being taken care of the way it should be we have to take care of it we have to cherish it we have to love it and if we don't do that it's uh, very very sad you take a look at the numbers people don't want to come in anymore you have tents all over the sidewalks smell it's a horrible thing. The federal government has to take it over and do everything that has to be done, and it has to be tippy-top. It has to be perfect and bring it back and make it <clears throat> better than it ever was, and we can do that pretty easily. Because the people that are running it don't have a clue, or they do have a clue and they don't want to see it good, but it is really bad. To stop the Marxist prosecutors who release rapists and murderers while prosecuting and persecuting conservatives, Republicans, and others, I will direct a completely overhauled DOJ to investigate every radical district attorney and attorney general in America for their illegal, racist, and reverse enforcement of the law. Radically revamped the To combat DOJ. the scourge of homelessness that is plaguing Democrat-run cities, I will use every possible authority to get the homeless, drug-addicted, and dangerously deranged people off the streets and will get them medical care. But we can't have what's happening in San Francisco and Los Angeles and New York and Chicago and every other Democrat-run city. In all mm -hmm. cases, they're Democrat-run. The liberal policies that indulge these social maladies are not compassionate at all. They're an insult to 
law-abiding, hard-working citizens who are living in danger. They're living in danger. People that love their country and they can't believe what's happening. They can't walk down the street. Atlanta, Atlanta, you can't walk down the street for a loaf of bread. You'll end up being shot. Mm. But then they come after me for a perfect phone call. You believe it? I make a perfect phone call. I have lawyers on the other end of the phone, on the other side. Nobody said, oh, it's inappropriate. I only talk appropriate. I know how to talk. And I have a perfect phone call. They said, well, was he pushing the election? Now, he's complaining about a rigged election. Very simple. And the other lawyers on the phone representing the state and the secretary of state If I said anything wrong, they would have said, uh, we don't like what you said. How dare you say? No, they didn't say that. In fact, we set up another call for the next day. But now I understand that they're looking at that call. Think of it. You got murderers all over Atlanta. Nobody can walk out. And they come after me. Remember the perfect call I made with Ukraine? The president of Ukraine, Zelensky. That's why, I mean, I respect him because he could have grandstanded and said, oh, I felt threatened. He didn't feel threatened because it was a perfect call. Fortunately, we had it taped. This is even more perfect, but they want to do anything because they're sick, deranged people. And I don't think the people of the country will stand for it. On day one, I will sign a new executive order to cut federal funding for any school pushing critical race theory, transgender insanity, and other inappropriate racial, sexual, or political content on our children. We want great schools to lead to great jobs and to great lives and great success. I will keep men out of women's sports. How ridiculous. How ridiculous. ridiculous. And I will sign a law prohibiting child sexual mutilation in all 50s, say. Could you imagine 15 years ago having somebody stand up here and say, we will stop child mutilation? Who would ever think of this? Our country is sick. The world is sick, frankly. Yep. And I will restore the Trump ban on transgender in the military. I had it stopped, totally stopped, and they approved it. I will not give one penny to any school that has to. If you have a vaccine mandate from kindergarten through college, you don't get anything. You don't get anything. I will also continue my long record of standing up to Big Pharma by creating a special presidential commission to investigate what is causing the decades-long increase in childhood diseases, autoimmune disorders, autism, obesity, infertility, and other chronic health problems. It's all vaccines. Just as I did four years, for four years we did this, I will fully uphold and support the Second Amendment. Nobody has ever done a job like I've done on the Second Amendment. And I will tell you, uh, it wasn't easy. It wasn't easy, but we defended the Second Amendment like nobody else could have. I will defend innocent life. And nobody's done more than I have. And I will move heaven and earth to fully secure our elections. Our goal will be one day voting with only paper ballots. Woo! And of course, A thing called voter ID. The reason they don't want it is because without it, they can cheat. Actually, 88% of the Democrats want voter ID, but the leadership doesn't want because they can't cheat. Much harder to cheat. We want voter ID one day. We want paper ballots. We'll have elections. France just had an election. 36 million people. By 10 o'clock in the evening, it was over. No complaints. It was over. You had a winner. You had a loser. But we go back to paper ballots, one day voting. You can have one day voting. It would be so good. 
We have these elections. They last 54 days. Where are those ballots? And I said, well, uh, let's see. Uh, I think we moved them over to a different county. But until then, Republicans must compete and we must win. We have to win. This is what we must do to restore our country to greatness. The USA is a mess. Our economy is crashing. Inflation is totally out of control. China, Russia, Iran, North Korea formed together as a menacing and very destructive and quite powerful coalition. Very powerful. Our currency is crashing and we will soon no longer be the world standard, which will be our greatest defeat in 200 years if we lose the world standard in currency. That would be unthinkable. Couldn't have happened three years ago. Couldn't have even happened. But it won't happen with me, not even a chance, just like Russia would never have invaded Ukraine. Never, never, ever. And by the way, they didn't. You know, a lot of Democrats even say, I got to say, Trump kept them. They didn't. They didn't even come close. They would have never done it. And China would not have even thought about raiding Taiwan. If you took the five worst presidents in the history of the United States and added them up, they would not have done near the destruction to our country as Joe Biden and the Biden administration have done. We are a failing nation. We are a nation in decline. And now these radical left lunatics want to interfere with our elections by using law enforcement. It's totally corrupt, and we won't let it happen. 2024 is our final battle. With you at my side, we will demolish the deep state. We will expel the warmongers. From our government, we will drive out the globalists. We will cast out the communists, Marxists, fascists. We will throw off the sick political class that hates our country. And we will rout the fake news media. We will defeat crooked Joe Biden. And we will drain the swamp once and for all. We made a lot of progress, but it's pretty deep. And in closing, the great silent majority is rising like never before. And under our leadership, the forgotten man and woman will be forgotten no longer. With your help, your love, your vote, we will put America first. We will make America great again. Thank you very much. Thank you, Turning Point. And God bless you all. God bless you all. Thank you very much.
President Trump. Uh, one more time for President What a great show. What a great show. He is in rare form, you guys. Absolutely love what President Trump did tonight. Absolutely incredible stuff. Gotta love it. Let me go ahead and shut off that screen right there. And we'll go through all of these. Thank you. Thank you so much, you guys, for the the generous support that you offered throughout the stream tonight. Let me uh, start over here on uh, Rumble. Okay, so I have a couple of different spots where I've got my notes. Hold on just a second. Let me say thank you to Warrior Mima, who said, uh, glad to be here to watch the boss. Tucker was on fire earlier. He's a funny guy. Yeah, he really was uh, bringing it tonight as well. I, I got to agree with President Trump. You know, Tucker was mid before, uh, but now he's a 10. Absolutely, 100%. He's a 10. K, uh, L. Caterbug says, I love Trump. Let's support Zach for doing this for us. Thank you so much. Uh, Ted128 says, thank you, Zach. You're doing a great job. Uh, let's see. Also, Rusty Koala says a friendly reminder that everything woke turns to, well, shit. That's the truth. That's absolutely the truth. Uh, let's see. Uh, and then I can go to this view right here. Uh, Untitled82, he says, dude, the boss is on fire. Salt Muncher ODA says Trump's messaging for 2020. They're going to steal the election. Trump's messaging for 2024. We are not going to let them steal the election. And then the Dogie coin guy. Uh, so let me tell you guys what I think is going to happen here. So as I've said before, we have a very different scenario taking place in 2024. COVID doesn't exist any longer. There is no pandemic. There's no reason to keep people at home. Uh, select areas throughout the country are already attempting to get rid of electronic voting machines, to go to paper ballots, to clean up the voter rolls. Uh, the, the amount of votes that are available out in the wild are simply not at the same level as they were in 2020. Now, Counterinsurgent, thank you very much for joining as a monthly supporter. I appreciate you, buddy. Uh, so what else is going to be different? Uh, we can't just say, hey, we're going to vote harder or we're not going to let them steal the election. I mean, Trump is right. We are not going to allow them to. We are going to come out in force uh, in a different way than we did in 2020. But what else is different in 2024 is Joe Biden's lack of popularity. He was not popular in 2020. But in 2024, Joe Biden is the antithesis of popularity. He is so unpopular, there's no way that they could convince the American public that Joe Biden had got enough votes to beat Donald Trump. 81 million votes, my ass. There's a reason people say that. But on top of that, there is one other very important clue, and that is the presence of a third-party candidate. Take a look at what's happening right now out there in the political field. You have, I believe, Cornell Watts, or I, I, I don't remember his name, but he's a, a, a black academic who is a Marxist and has been voting Democrat up until now. He is now registered for the Green Party, and he's going to be running as a third-party candidate. The presence of a third party candidate interfering with Joe Biden's ability to secure voters on the left is going to dilute the Democrat ticket so that people 
will be voting for this third party candidate. That will mean that there won't be enough votes out there to secure even a fake victory for Joe Biden. And Donald Trump will win because he is the only candidate on the right and he's the only candidate who cares about this country, and we know that, so we're going to be there to support him. So that, I think, is really the main ticket for 2024. With Joe Biden having a third-party candidate diluting the Democrat vote, there is no possible way he's going to be able to steal the election once again. Let me say thank you very much to Hunt Kill Eat, who says 17. Thanks, Red Pill. Thank you very much for that, buddy. Appreciate you. Rusty Koala says, pay your electric bill. Thank you, my friend. Definitely will. A Wood A67 says, you are so great. Thank you for doing this. Thank you very much for being here with us. And then Counterinsurgent says, never watching another Trump speech without RP78. Uh, that is a, uh, a really high level of compliment right there, buddy. I sincerely appreciate it. I feel like there was some more, but it looks, oh yeah. Um, LKW Cross says, Joe sniffs kids because he can't get his hands on Hunter's Coke. <laughs> Love you, Zach. Love you too. Uh, and then Salt Muncher ODA says, just human crew checking in. Thank you for covering this, Zach. Untitled 82, thank you again. And I think that that is everything from oh 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 ted 128 said thanks zach doing a great job that might be something i read before uh and i okay i think that really is all of the thank yous over on rumble let me also uh jump over to the thank yous over here on the foxhole because there are a number of them as well loop to loop thank you for the cookie nx17 says appreciate you rp thank you for your work thank you very much as always for being here doug simey thanks for that cookie one two three skg dropping a can appreciate you neo it's so good to see you out there i hope that you are having a wonderful day. C. Blanche says, wait for 16 more months, 2024. We ready now. We are ready now. That's the thing. By the time 2024 rolls around, you guys, just imagine the the palpable anticipation and frustration that will be present in America. If you think Donald Trump is popular right now, just wait until 2024 when the vast majority of this nation is going to be screaming for him to return. Uh, thank you also to C. Blanche, who just said DJT. Doug Simey dropped a cookie. Porpoiseful did as well. Filter Dog one says Trump going into the paint. Sean Joe, thanks for that cookie. Filter Dog says, I find it interesting that DJT has always been the rule of, of, of law. Yeah, fake news calls him a fascist. And I, there was a whole bunch of morons uh, in the chat there on Trump's channel and then also on RSBN uh, trying to call Trump a, a fascist, saying that he needed to be locked up. He's a danger to the United States of America. The only danger to the United States of America is is the, the woke leftoid agenda, which we are working so diligently to defeat. Reggie V, thank you very much for the shades. Doug Simey, thank you for the can. Filter Dog One says, I want Byron Donalds to become speaker. I would like for Byron to be speaker as well. There is still time for that to happen, but I truly believe he is going to be Donald Trump's VP pick. That's my uh, that's my surefire bet, you guys. Take it to the bank. Put money on that. Let me know. And uh, if I'm wrong, well, of course, I'll eat crow. But I think that truly he's going to be the candidate. Uh, and then uh, Bacon Slut. Uh, I think we already went through these ones. But Bacon Slut, thanks for the cookies. Filter Dog 1 says, RFK Jr. said, bioweapons were designed to attack everyone but the Chinese and the Kazarians. That's exactly what he said. Spirit 554, thank you for the cookie. Porpoiseful, thank you for the cookie. Shonjo, thank you for the cookie. Tough life. Uh, what sites like eHarmonyAncestry.com? Okay, we did uh, go over that one as well. All right, you guys. Yes, and uh, I see Rusty Koala says we run trolls off in here. Absolutely. 
The reason I don't block the trolls is because I do believe in free speech and I want you guys to tell them exactly where they can shove it. When the trolls are confronted with an intelligent and quick-witted audience that can come and stomp all over them, well, they don't really have much else to say. Uh, Freight Awakening says they will figure out a way to get rid of the sniffer-in-chief, in my opinion. They know as well as we do that everyone hates him. Everyone says Newsom replaces maybe, but I think Big Mike is more likely Mohap. I think that you're right. It could be Big Mike. I think that Newsom, as uh, he's been in the public eye more often, Michelle Obama could be his vice presidential pick. I think that's more likely. Um, but yes, I, I do believe that Joe Biden will be replaced. There, there's no way. They, they know that nobody will vote for him. They know that nobody will believe in a Biden 2.0 administration. Uh, but nobody will believe in a Democrat administration in 2024. Flounder 263 says, patiently waiting for the plot of the movie to unfold. And yes, my friend, it is certainly uh, a trying time. But uh, at the very least, we can come here six Six days a week, hang out with each other and have a great time. All right, you guys, I think we're going to end it there. I had a lot of other stories that uh, I wanted to maybe get to, but my throat is starting to get a little bit scratchy and I'm starting to get hungry and I'm sure the dogs want to go for a walk. So let me go ahead and pass out these gold pills and I will be back on Monday at 5 p.m. for another exciting edition of Red Pill News Live, and I hope that you can join me. We've got 3,700 people here right now and just about 800 likes. So if you're on Rumble and you're on web or on the phone, do me a favor, hit that like button and let everybody know that this is a program worth watching, uh, a channel worth supporting. And uh, also, don't forget, you can join me next week on Badlands Media, Mondays at 1030, Wednesdays at 9 p.m. and Thursdays at 4 p.m. And then Monday through Thursday at 5 p.m., Red Pill News Live, and then every Saturday and Friday at 9 p.m. Eastern. So tonight is different because obviously President Trump was hanging out and uh, having his rally, his speech at Turning Point USA. All right, you guys, the gold pills have been passed out. I love each and every one of you. Thank you so much for being here and on this uh, going on this journey with me. And uh, just keep uh, your, uh, your, your spirits aloft because 2024 is right around the corner. Good luck, everyone. God bless. We'll see you Monday.
When it comes to stubborn belly fat, we're all searching for a miracle pill. Generally, you have to use multiple products that target belly fat differently to manage excess weight around the stomach. Some products may focus on abdominal exercises or dietary changes, while others might focus on boosting metabolism or controlling cravings. But believe it or not, I may have found a solution that removes the need for juggling through multiple weight management products. It's called Belly Trim, and it's more effective at targeting belly fat, enhancing metabolism, and promoting a toned midsection better than most weight management products I've seen typically found on store shelves. Tens of thousands of five-star reviews back up the notion that Belly Trim is not only a breakthrough in a bottle, but that it also removes the need for us to use countless diet pills and fat-burning supplements. But there's more. If you place your order for Belly Trim now, you'll also receive 51% off free VIP live health and fitness coaching for life, two free new e-books titled Top 10 Foods That Burn Belly Fat, and Top 10 Exercises to Reduce Belly Fat, a 60-day satisfaction guarantee, and last but not least, free shipping. Simply go to www.trimwithus.com. That's www.trimwithus.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. Once again, that's www.trimwithus.com. Order now. Energy bills are rising at a historic rate, and there's no end in sight. Talk to enough people, and you'll soon realize nearly everyone's shocked at their recent electricity bills. Some studies reveal energy costs have skyrocketed by as high as 60% in as little as two years. That's why tens of thousands are installing this magical little device from SavePowerBills.com to help slash their energy bills. This sophisticated gadget stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your appliances and electronics. Simply plug it into your home's wall outlet to help lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills every month. Countless five-star reviews back up the notion that this device is one of the most efficient ways to save money while beating the greedy power companies. But there's more. If you order now, you'll also receive 65% off, fast shipping within the USA, hassle-free returns, and last but not least, a 60-day satisfaction guarantee. Just go to SavePowerBills.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. Once again, that's SavePowerBills.com. Violent crime across the U.S. has skyrocketed. Just recently, a politician was carjacked by three armed attackers outside his home in Washington, D.C. This comes several months after another politician was assaulted in the elevator of her building. Between mass shootings, kidnappings, burglaries, and carjackings, it's never been more vital to learn how to protect yourself. This is why tens of thousands are choosing the Fighter Flare Flashlight. The Fighter Flare Flashlight has awed people with a wonderful design and massive light output. On top of an ultra-bright 800-lumen light, it boasts powerful strobe lighting modes for self-defense, a glass-breaking hammer, a built-in power bank, solar-powered recharging, rope cutter, siren, and much more. Countless five-star reviews back up the notion that this flashlight is the latest and greatest in the EDC market. But there's more. If you place your order for the Fighter Flare Flashlight now, you'll also receive 66% off, free express shipping, and last but not least, a 100% lifetime guaranteed replacement. Simply go to www.fighterflare.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. www.fighterflare.com. Order now.